I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It's guitar nerds gear of the year. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Gear of the Year 2020 podcast series. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined by Matt Knight. Hello. Jake Ross. Hello. And Mark Packham. Hello there. Now, in this series, as with every year since 2013, back when it was the GAK Guitar Shop podcast, we'll be reviewing the year's hottest new products uh, in the categories of guitars, effects, pedals, amplifiers and accessories and after fierce debate uh, we're gonna agree on a winner for each category plus an overall winning product for the best product best bit of gear of the year 2020 now as usual my co-hosts make up the best that this industry has to offer we've got the effects pedal guru and owner of the world's largest bedroom rig matt knight we have the blues junior and punk rock enthusiast with a penchant for simple, no-nonsense setups, Jay Cross. And we have the grandfather of guitar podcasting, the man who has owned and played the same bass and same guitar since I've known him, the buyer of the least gear but expert of the most, Mark Packham. And Whoa. of course, yeah, Whoa. No, yeah it's good. It's good. And of course, myself, cripplingly addicted to purchasing gear and never selling gear, and a vintage and retro guitar fanatic. Now, in this, the first episode in our Gear of the Year journey, our Gotti journey, we're going to be tackling the topic of best electric guitar of 2020. I don't know if this is my favourite category this year. It normally is, but I think effects pedal might be my favourite category this year just because it's so incredible. It's unbelievably interesting, (laughs) the effects pedal category. But Was that an effects pedal on your voice just then? It was. (sighs) The glitch machine. First first of all, I'm quite interested to know uh, how long it took you to write that Mm. script. That you just read could, out there. Could, could you, yes, I, I wrote. I, I did it this afternoon. I put aside an hour. I put aside an hour to be like an hour. You know, how? What am I gonna say? What am I gonna say to introduce my esteemed colleagues, you guys, the other judges, the Simon Cowles of the guitar world? <laughs> can I be the are. Louis Walsh? You can be the Louis Walsh. Yes, you share both I, looks and uh, good humour. Yes, exactly. I couldn't name you another judge on one of those TV programs. I could do Sharon, basically uh, all of them. Sharon Osbourne. Let's ben do Affleck. Cheryl Cole. Uh, Will I who, am? Who else? Danny Minogue. Will I am? Um, the geezer from 
uh, Ian Wright. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Match of the Day. Joe thinks oh. Match of the Day is a panel show, like a, <laughs> <laughs> a singing competition. Who, who's done the best kickball this oh, week? Yeah. I mean, really, what is football if not a uh, talent contest? I exactly. Guess, you know, and well, um, <clears throat> it just made me think of just something really random. But at what point did Will I Am go? I really need a name for myself, you know? And he went, "What if I just put some dots in between my name? <laughs> my name is William. What if I just go?" I think it's a great idea. It's a fantastic. It must have been an amazing uh, revelation, almost as as good a revelation as picking gear of the year. Yes, exactly. Probably went. I wish I was picking gear of the year instead of this name. Which is exactly what we are doing, and we've got we we've boiled down now. We 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 need to caveat, I guess, the start of this. Obviously, twenty twenty has been a very difficult year for everyone, and it means that for the (laughs) what's happened? Not enough pedals. It means that for the first time, well, because not enough products have been released. That's why it's been difficult. But yes, it means for the for the first time ever, we're not actually doing this all together. Normally, we would get together across a weekend, drink lots, and uh, try out all the gear that we've been sent. Obviously. Uh, we're unable to do this, so we're remotely podcasting as we have been doing for the bulk of this year. Can I just say I'm I'm missing the traditional gear of the year breakfast. Oh, that's yes. the thing that normally gets me. Jay turn, does turn always make Jay's. a great breakfast. Garlic mushrooms mm. are so good. So I'm good. I'm I'm great at breakfast. He is a good I'm, breakfastist. I'm like I'm quite you know. Uh, there's not much where I'm like, I like to toot my own horn, but I tell you what, breakfast, I'm bloody mm. good at breakfast. Breakfast of the year. Yeah, it is breakfast of the year. It's Boaty. true. Unfortunately, the only breakfast I can ever remember is... Boaty! Think- <laughs> Boaty McBoatface. Boaty! Um, the only breakfast I can remember, which I think was a gear of the year, or maybe it was just a podcast because uh, we hadn't seen each other face-to-face for a while, I got horrendously drunk the night before and then was just sick, <laughs> like Aww. midway. No, I think. Uh, what was, was that? that gear of the I, year? I came down. It, I mean, it might not have been gear of the year. Maybe it was. Um, maybe it was like a summer nam podcast or something. It was because something. Yeah, I, I remember because you stayed at my house, and that was the weekend that. Um, that was the weekend the uh, the Brighton Festival was on, and you and Joe, I think, went to go and see the uh, exhibition of all of Lou Reed's guitars that were just oh, being that was that feedbacked in yeah. a... Uh, they, were just, yeah. they were just turned on. All of these guitars and amps were on and feeding back in a church in Brighton. Oh, and I, really I took a wanted... bunch of stuff that day. Oh, man, I really wanted to go, but I was so hungover I couldn't leave the house. Oh, yes, it was very good. I did very much enjoy that. Yes, we went. I think that morning, though, I remember waking up and sitting there with you boys and then just... And Joe's, uh, Jay, your bathroom was like basically next to the living room and mm. then i just came out and you boys were like i think i missed this oh. i think i must have come along no, you were definitely there okay. i I, 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 can, remember I remember it. the deep embarrassment of just like being sick multiple <laughs> times Maybe oh, I'm, block this out. I'm sick all the time matt you, you need to get over that yeah but we're used to it joe yeah, yeah <laughs> before we kick off i've got some important will i am news uh-huh. i just i just tried to google it and will i am is almost impossible to google because if you type in will.i.am will dot dot <laughs> he's got a dot am website address yes. so it takes you directly to his website rather than boy. google search results. nice clever clever man 
Um, now, I was trying to caveat stuff, obviously, because 2020 has been uh, rather tricky. We're, we're not podcasting all in the same place. First, first time since 2013 that we're doing a, a gear of the year remotely. But it also means we've had access to less equipment because we haven't been able to go into stores to try it. Businesses have been, uh, brands have been less able to send stuff to us. And of course, less stuff has generally been released this year. So it's a, a slightly muted year in comparison to normal but we will do well, also one. there's not been any shows which has been a exactly. you know apart from shows apart from nam because i i actually think a lot of a lot of our kind of uh knowledge of some of the weirder stuff and some of the mm. more esoteric stuff comes from us going to like you know we, we only found out about echoline when we went to the kempton guitar show that year um like we'd never heard of them before and that that honey uh, boy was the same that thing pedal ended up what yeah and then the honey boy amps of course and i think you know there's been similar things that we've come across at the birmingham guitar show and mm. it's it's been difficult for everyone and i you know it's uh, it's a real shame that that it has panned out the way it has but absolutely um, I, th- I think as well a lot of brands probably there was probably a lot more at nam uh and i remember seeing quite a bit but you know a lot of companies say oh you know coming 2020 and it will like happen in like Q3 or Q4. Yeah. And then uh, they've probably got to now and gone, we'll just wait. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, so it's, it's, it's been a, a slightly trickier year. However, we do have an, an excellent lineup of, uh, of things to review and eventually boil down to the ultimate gear of the year. So I'll read through the, you know, the, the full list of guitars, I guess, that made it into our short list. And what I'm going to do is I'll, I'll, I'll announce all of these guitars and then we're going to go round the room to each one of the hosts. And in turn, they are going to present us with an argument for uh, a particular guitar. Everyone gets two choices in this. Now, as I said, the the guitars that we um, that, that we were choosing from, the ones that had made it into our shortlist, are as follows. And and it's worth noting that all of these instruments were absolutely fantastic, and uh, um, you know e- even if they don't get selected, have been really uh, really wonderful additions. Um, so the uh, the Supro Claremont and uh, Conquistador, uh, the Harmony Juno. Um, the vintage Jodo Lucky Betty, the Fender Player Lead, the Sterling Short Scale Cutlass Guitar in pink that we actually gave away earlier this year. F- Fano released the Omnis series, their first affordable range of guitars. The Music Man Saber, the Fender Player released their Duo Sonic. Player also released a No Caster. Um, Squire released the classic Vibe Esquire in an FSR version. Fender, of course, had the American Pro 2 series, an awful lot of stuff from Fender and Squire this year. Dunnable had their DE series, their first affordable Korean-made range of guitars. Fidelity did the same thing, releasing their light series of less than a thousand pound custom shops. Epiphone have brought back the coronet, which is absolutely remarkable. And Reverend with a slew of guitars this year, the Roundhouse, the Contender, the Warhawk and the East Cider Tea in Foam Shrimp Pink, a uh, an exclusive to Merchant City Music guitars these are the instruments that made it through into our sort of final consideration obviously now i've read out that list it is worth noting this is not a complete gear of the year this is gear of the year for the four of us so you will notice the bulk of the guitars in this list if not all of them are (laughs) traditional (laughs) yeah i I was gonna say because there was quite a lot of esp and Mm. uh, ibanez had a whole range of rg and and az 
which I think there were some great A AZs in there, and I think Ibanez have um, really started to um, sort of not change their image, but they're, they're definitely kind of going in a, in a slightly different way. And the artists they've got, and you know, I think unfortunately, I don't think it's probably not going to come out to next year. But um, Larry, I want to say it's like Larry Basilo. She's a like a Brazilian. I think she's Brazilian. Portuguese guitar player uh, based in LA. She's got a new signature coming out and I think they're like picking some great artists um, and it's a shame that we haven't maybe tried as many of those or certainly seen as many people shouting about those. Unfortunately, I think Ibanez alone, it's like 20 new models. Yeah, so it's it like, might it's be almost something impossible. for us to develop next year is our sort of knowledge and uh, and access to those brands. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, one thing that I know we'd we'd planned to do was uh, actually lock ourselves into a guitar store with some with uh, some friends probably at the end of this year and kind of go through a bunch of it. But obviously, not so easy. No, no, absolutely. So, so yes, yeah, so that is our our selection of guitars. Now everyone's going to everyone's going to present an argument for a guitar. So let's uh, let's start things off. Um, Matt Knight, why don't we why don't we start the round table um, with yourself? Uh, what guitar would you like to bring I am to the gonna, table? I'm going to start with. Um, I, I would say my yeah. I, I'd say my favourite brand, Music Man. I bloody love a Music Man guitar. Um, and I sort of well, you I, own oh no, you only own one, don't you? I only own one. But I've wanted to own many. Um, and actually, I, I was sitting thinking this the other day because I was like, oh, I really want to buy like a new guitar. And and I keep bringing myself around to going, but my Music Man is the best. It's the best one. Followed very very closely by my um, my Nick Huber. But in terms of just the Music Man and how consistent that guitar is. Um, I absolutely love this brand. So for me, and uh, my choice this year is the Music Man Sabre. Um, and I like it. I think it's a great addition to their range and something a little bit different where people have probably gone, Music Man have been a bit like weird and quirky with their artists and body designs, which admittedly we have loved um, over the last few years. But they're definitely trying to also go, well, let's not forget our biggest seller is the john petrucci and a lot of people want the kind of that kind of classic i would say like i wouldn't say like a vintage music man design but they want that that kind of feel um you know going back to things like the axis super sport and then yeah obviously more modern day something like the petrucci um they're more classically modern range almost yeah i would say this is their i hate to i hate to kind of say it this way in some ways but maybe this is their attempt at like a sir like a super strat like it does feel like that kind of a, a mod of a, a very modern a guitar with a lot of modern appointments but it's going back to something you might have seen in like the 80s in some way um but with all of the things that you'd expect from um music man in terms of uh, specifications design features and quality um and i know from from us being fortunate enough to go to the factory how much attention to detail um they put into products and for me it's just the pictures on the website alone kind of um just kind of sell it for me. I know um, Rabir did a demo on it, which I thought was just like 
fantastic. And he strikes me as the kind of player that would really dig into a guitar like that. Someone who can play a variety of styles, does focus on some of the heavier things. Um, but to go back to the guitar itself, four fantastic colours. Uh, yeah, kind of that super S-style guitar, I guess, with the Music Man style it's neck. It's slightly offset, though. It's very, very much slightly, a, very it's, slightly. It's definitely an interesting shape, like an unusual shape. It reminds yeah. me of the Kramer. Uh, hmm, I forgot the name. Pacer? The Pacer? Maybe, no. Yeah. Do you remember Kramer did an offset? Was it called the Beretta? Beretta. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, I, I guess so. I, I guess the, the bottom horn the bottom part comes out a little bit more like an offset in some ways um towards like the the uh, bass strap button um but effectively the saber is an hh trem equipped uh guitar with a flame maple um top figured roasted maple neck rosewood fingerboard or maple fingerboard or ebony fingerboard depending on the color um no pit guard just maple sort of binding yeah, I think it's it's something oh. that we've seen a lot, which is where the 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 cap is unfinished, as it were. Um, it's the same as my Nick Huber. So instead of spraying over that or putting binding around it, you're leaving the maple cap um, plain. And I, I think that's a really nice touch. Four, yeah, four colours: honeysuckle, bougie burst, deep blue burst, and cobra burst. For me, the Cobra Burst, I think, looks amazing. That's The their Deep sort of... Blue has it for me. Yeah, the Deep Blue's cool. I just think the Cobra Burst kind of highlights a bit of the flame in the middle, but hides some of it. You know, it's a little bit more reserved. Maple yeah. Roasted maple neck on that one, which I really love. Um, and the thing I like about this guitar is it... Music Man haven't tried to... And they do this a lot with a lot of their guitars. They're not trying to fix the, the things that are already working like the neck feel and the trims they use and the headstock design and the tuners. But what they're doing is tuning the guitar, changing the guitar enough to fit the kind of player. Um, so, you know, more of a carved top, thinner body, you know, maybe someone who's, you know, a bit more of an active player on the fretboard, I guess I, I could say. Um, it feels like they've tuned a few more of the appointments to that compared to something like the Valentine, which is supposed to feel, you know, I think feels and looks a little bit more vintage um but i know the main thing with all of these guitars is consistency uh you know that every guitar will just come out playing exactly the same and some people might say oh maybe that makes it sterile but actually i think in in a way it just means that you know every single one is just going to be a great guitar and they've so just spent so much time in that on that character so I've had um, the uh, Sabre for about 24 hours. Joe brought one uh, around for me to to have a look at and give it a try. And yeah, exactly what you're saying, Matt, about the kind of quality. Uh, you know, as with every Music Man that we've looked at, you know, open the, the case straight away. The setup's fantastic. You know, it's, it's beautifully made. Um, even more so, I would say, on this than perhaps like the Valentines and stuff that we've raved about in previous years where, you know, this is... A different beast the valentines are very much kind of stripped back you know they were plain colors or they were natural um this is you know a very flamey top you know it's a very kind of um uh, it's a stunning looking guitar um the the thing for me and uh, matt you kind of touched it a little bit is like it's clearly a high performance guitar that's how i would describe this you know perhaps yeah perhaps it lacks some of the kind of rock and roll charm of a you know a les paul or whatever um but if you want something that is incredibly precise, particularly, you know, in the build, certainly, you know, is the, the build quality is 
unbelievable. Um, but actually, just in terms of the sounds as well, you know, it ha- it's got a kind of very focused sound to it, kind of compressed, kind of focused. Two humbuckers, but you've got, um, you know, in between like single coil positions on there as well. Um, and oh, yeah, what I found with it was when I was trying it with some drive, yeah, it's so kind of pronounced and pushed. It's very, very defined sounding um it doesn't have you know none of that flabbiness you know it's got nice bottom end there but it's very kind of like tight sounding there's no there's no kind of um yeah flab i would say and that kind of speaks to the, just the overall build as well you know there's there's nothing wrong with it it's kind of just a perfect guitar straight out of the box um and we've seen that on other other music man uh, you know i think if if the Music Man stuff that you like is, uh, you know, things like the signature models that they've been doing for the, the, the more recent signature models, I should say, like the like the Valentine, uh, like the Omar signature, this is a different beast to that. You know, this is very much, like I say, kind of high performance. It felt it, more like a, more akin to like the John Petrucci or definitely. Luke's. I mean, kind of, whereas Music Man in, in recent years have been doing guitars like... Uh, you know, like the St. Vincent or the uh, Valentine or the uh, Mariposa, you know, kind of guitars that have a bit of like kind of a future retro vibe to them. Um, this felt a lot more like the kind of guitars that Music Man were bringing out when we first started working at GAC. Yeah, uh, definitely. So, yeah, that kind definitely. of, yeah, that kind of, uh, yeah, like you say, more high performance type guitar. This, for me, felt more like Music Man were releasing something to compete with the popularity of the AZ or AZ models by Ibanez and the Charvel DK24s as well. It felt like they were yeah, making like a, a, a modern high-performance... Like, like this is their... I can see the same sort of Pliny-style players playing this guitar. Yeah, I, I don't think it's as... Um... I don't think it's, uh, and this is generalising some players, so I, I apologise. I don't think it's as Strandbergy as some of those players, those like modern hyper technical players right. um, that are playing like Kiesels. You, you and think this is more retro? This is yeah. this is much more like rock. Oh God, this is so general; it's unbelievable. But it's, <laughs> I feel really bad because I love the guitar, but this is much more like general rock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that, than, not, um, than that. like than like modern math rock you know the right. extreme you know like the plinies and the aaron so this is more a prs com- com- competition oh uh, yeah i, I, I think I'm it's like... uh, sorry matt i think it's more like it's it's something new for people that like the original music man stuff you know like the Petrucci's, yeah. you know that yeah. that kind of buyer the, the people that were buying into music man because of you know the really tight build quality the tight sound uh, and that, yeah, that, I keep coming back to that term high performance, but that's really how I view this guitar. Um, and, you know, the kind of buyer that probably, you know, loves the Music Man brand, but, it, you know, the Valentine's not for them. The St. Vincent almost certainly, you know, isn't for them because it's, the, you know, it's a it's it's a quirky kind of retro design. Um, for, this is for someone more who, yeah, you know, maybe was buying Petrucci's back in the day and wants something that's, yeah, just built to be, as precise as possible, I would say. Mm. I see. Yeah. Okay. I agree. Okay. Well, that's it. I mean, that's a pretty solid overview of the guitar. I Let's think we all... 
Sorry? Let's go home then. <laughs> we're at home. That's the point. Well, you're not oh, listening. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Let's go to work then. Oh, wait. Yeah. Oh, I can't do it over. Well, that's a, that's a pretty solid overview of the guitar. We're going to continue to go around the room and hear about more guitars, I think, before we start passing more judgment on them. And obviously, we've just given a very, very favourable view there without anyone really stepping in, you know, with anything... Negative Listen, to stay. Most of this is going to be favourable. We haven't yeah. tried enough stuff. Oh, mm. that, well, to, we have. To, if you've got this, well, yeah, <laughs> no, no, sure, one. sure. But what I'm saying is, you know, we haven't. Re- uh, you know, there's not bad stuff that's really been released no. this year. I would say, sure. you know, there's no, been so absolutely. few releases. The ones that we've tried and we like the look of have generally been quite good. So I think mm. it's going to be. It's it's all going to come down to like, look, we love all this stuff. Which one do we love the most? Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Jay Cross, let's come around to you uh, next. Let's uh, let's talk about your first your first suggestion for Gear of the Year 2020 guitar category. Sure. Well, this one kind of came out of the blue a little bit. Um, the, um, you know, the, there's been talk of um, rumblings of uh, Epiphone bringing out something a little bit a little bit uh, interesting and a little bit different. You know, obviously we've seen the release of their USA built um, guitars in recent year, uh, in recent months. And uh, that that's all been fantastic. But really the guitar that I wanted to talk about is the, uh, the Coronet. Um, so the Coronet um, was uh, originally released in the late fifties, 58, I think. Um, and it was Epiphone's first solid body guitar which I didn't realize um, back then. And uh, it made a brief resurgence in the um, in the 90s. And I think again in the mid 2000s. And then it kind of disappeared. And there have been, uh, you know, there's been all sorts of similar guitars that have come out over the, over the years. And then uh, out of nowhere, Epiphone bring out uh, alongside the Wilshire and the Crestwood a new version of the Coronet. So, for people who don't know, the Coronet is a kind of um, uh, mahogany double cut, uh, I guess a T style to a, to a degree, um, with a single P90. I mean, there's been various different versions, but the one that Epiphone have just released is the uh, single P90 version. Um, kind of interesting. Uh, in the um, the specs a little bit. So whilst I was looking this up, I, I I found a couple of places that listed the scale length, and I, I thought that maybe it was an error or a, or a rounding um, dispute somewhere along the line. But I've gone on to a couple of places, including the Epiphone website, and it, the, the scale length is twenty four point seven two four inches, uh, which is very weird it's not 24 and it's not 25 and a half it's not it's 24.724 inches (laughs) and the fingerboard radius is 12.01 inches so (laughs) just a little bit flatter than the les pauls that you you think they just cocked it up and we're like i don't know it's just it seems weird for 12.01 to have made it onto even like onto the epiphone website onto a couple of retailers it's really weird um but Basically, the uh, the the thing with this is, it's just it looks great, Joe. As you said at, at the top, I'm really into kind of like single pickup, kind of simple, uh, like punk rock machines, and that's what this is. You know, single P90, single volume, single tone. Um, it's got the classic 
like the historical um, Epiphone headstock logo, and they're only 350 quid. I mean, yeah. it's pretty the, good, isn't it? The fixed headstock, the cool, like, stamped, well, well, sort of uh, like screwed-in headstock logo. Yeah. The wraparound bridge, you know, the 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 ambidextrous scratch plate everything about this guitar screams cool and i think you're absolutely right the fact that this is 349 pounds is kind of i almost feel like this is bigger than the guitar because this was the year that epiphone reinvented itself um fixed the headstock issues that so many people complained about and also started releasing kind of a slew of really cool you had the whole uh inspired by gibson range and stuff as well that Epiphone seem to have made a real step in the right direction, or at least in a direction that we all really like. And I think the Coronet is the op- the ultimate example of that. £350, absolutely cool as hell. A guitar that we haven't been able to get hold of. Like they've made something accessible that wasn't accessible before. You know, uh, there's no good reason not to own this. Um, at, at sort of the price and the level of cool and the level of previous rarity that this instrument had. I just think it's a an absolute steal and kind of very deserved. I think list. it's the start of more big things for uh, for Epiphone. Mm. I to, agree. Um, to me, it's got, it's got that weird thing as well where like, you know, personally, I probably wouldn't buy an Epiphone SG because I'd just be thinking like, yeah, yeah, I should get a Gibson one. But like with a Coronet, because there's never been a Gibson Coronet. Yeah. It's the same with casinos. Yeah, I'm like, that. oh, no, I'm getting the real deal because it says Epiphone on the headstock. <laughs> and yeah. for what it's worth, I've not heard one in person. I've certainly not had a chance to, to play one. Um, but I have just had a look at a bunch of YouTube videos. Uh, and to be honest, they, I think they've only been in people's hands for about five days. Because well, it, Yeah, and, and that's the first very few. And they all did sell out immediately from that point. Like if you look at most websites now, certainly in the UK, I don't know what's happening elsewhere in the world, but you're looking at February for your nearest yeah i just I, I think there weren't many available to begin with because looking at it you know usually if something comes out you, you'd see a, you know a whole range of like youtube demos and stuff straight away and there's like two on youtube right now yeah. um so so yeah like i said i haven't had a chance to to try one in, in person um my just judging from the initial kind of videos i've seen they sound absolutely fantastic um can't comment on the sort of playability uh issue uh, you know play, playability wise um but from what i understand the m- most recent epiphone stuff has been very good so i'm guessing that would have translated to these as well yeah to me 350 50 quid or however much they are seems like an absolute steal um it's one of those things that's come out this year where i'm like oh that's not a lot of money maybe i'll just get one yeah Uh, well that's exactly it isn't it it's just uh affordable unique interesting like it's got everything going for it like it ticks most Uh, boxes yeah it's a nice guitar for someone to buy who doesn't who Maybe it's buying a second guitar. It's never going to be anyone's ultimate guitar, I guess. No, it's never going to be. I don't think it's really going to be many people's first guitar, but someone who wants to buy something else who's maybe a bit of a younger player but doesn't want, you know, not a fan of Slash and not a fan of Jimi Hendrix and kind of wants to go their own route. I think that's a a nice option into uh, into the market. And I think they just, they look really solid. Yeah, to me yeah. it says like um, just no brainer. Like add add it to the collection, particularly if you've not got a guitar with P nineties. You know, if you've got nothing with P nineties and you're looking at the Coronet or the Wilshire, 
you know, they're not a lot of money. They're, are they both sub 400 quid? I don't know if there's how much. Uh, I think extra. they go up. So I think the current is the cheapest at yeah. 350. And then I think they go up in increments of about 100 pounds right, for each fine. model. So uh, under- actually, I don't think it's that much. I think the Wilshire is 400 and then the Crestwood is uh, oh, 500. Really? Yeah. Right, I see. Yeah, fine. So, yeah, I mean, I would I would say, you know, if you've not experienced Dickie Tower P90s and you don't want to spend a huge amount of money, um, then it's a really good option. Obviously, Epiphone are doing the, the Les Paul Juniors and stuff as well. Um, but, you know, like I said, there is something about that. You know, the original model was an Epiphone and you can now own an Epiphone. And, uh, you know, I think that's uh, it's just a super cool thing. You know, if you want to experiment with P90s, you don't have to spend a huge amount of money now and you get something that, for my uh, to my eyes, is looking pretty good. Yeah, I, I agree. And just the reaction on the Guitar Nerds Facebook group and across social seems to have been really screaming for, for this. I think it's a, a totally cool product. Mark Packham, Mark Hello. Packham, let's come round to you. Let's talk about uh, your your first of two entries into this yeah. list. So, yeah, I've got uh, two more one pickup uh, guitars to talk about because <laughs> that's just, uh, you know, like we said at the beginning, there's not going to be any headless guitars on the list. this list. There's nothing with an Evertune bridge. There's no, <laughs> none of that. What we're talking about is basically modern reissues of old school guitars that have one pickup. <laughs> so I want to kick off um, with the uh, Squire FSR um, Classic Vibe Esquire. Um, The reason I want to start with this one is basically how could it go wrong? You know, we've talked about how good Classic Vibe 50s tellies are. Oh, essentially what's happened here is they've made a one pickup version of that. Um, they're not a huge amount of money, £339 at the time of, uh, of recording this. And it's just so cool. You know, Esquire, super cool. Um, it does all the things that you would want uh, from a from an Esquire for not a lot of money. Well, and that's the that's the the kind of the thing, isn't it? Esquires just haven't been available in an affordable version. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess you know there was the there's been some kind of Mexican made ones, but they've always been in the kind of five, six, seven hundred pound price point. Um, and you know, Jay, you might know this. Is this the first time Squire have done an Esquire? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, if you wanted to get into having an Esquire, but you didn't want to spend five, six, seven hundred pounds, then you know this is your way in. Um, we all know the quality of the classic vibe range that hasn't really kind of changed for a few years. You know, the quality's always remained high. Some cool colours available. I'm looking at a butterscotch one right now. Um, well, that's truly what you go for. Well, I mean, so what were the other options? Um, let's have so a look. They did a, a surf colour of Yeah, something. vintage white, butterscotch blonde, daphne blue, and was there a surf green I as think well? there was a green one as well, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm having a look at the daphne blue one right now. Looks amazing. Um, and again, you know, it's one of those guitars that, let's say you don't have a telly of any sorts and you want something a little bit different, you want to add it to your collection. It's not going to be your main guitar, but it's not, you know, a beginner's guitar. I just think this price point's exactly the right place you want to be going. You know, it's like, you know, let's say because of everything that's gone on this year, you know, you've not gone holiday, whatever, you want to treat yourself. It's, you're spending 350, well, 300 to 350 you, quid. Uh, you're speaking from experience. Well, I mean, I, I don't know if we talked about it at the beginning of the year, but I was supposed <laughs> to be in Japan for like six weeks or something. This, uh, Oh, no, not that long, sorry, four weeks. Um, and then this all kicked off, which is why I ended up buying that Rickenbacker. But if I hadn't bought that, then potentially I would have gone for a um, FSR Classic Vibe 50s telly because they look absolutely phenomenal. 
Yeah, yeah, a super cool guitar. And, I, and again, it's kind of the same thing as the Coronet, isn't it? Like, this one's even cheaper. This one's 20 quid cheaper. It's just one of those guitars that, oh, thank goodness that they've done this, that they've made this accessible for people. And now that it's accessible, you don't have a good enough reason not to own this. And most people are going to use the bridge pickup only anyway on a telly. So well, yeah. why not just well, exactly. scrap the neck pickup altogether and just go, look, just plug it in. Just plug it in. Full tone, half tone, tonal eclipse. That's you know, yes. yes. And that's that's you get to say that every now and again, which yeah. is just a really great, just it's just a nice thing to say. We should really just make that into say a t-shirt. It with me. Full tone, half tone, tonal, tonal eclipse. eclipse. We should really, uh, we should make that into a t-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think I think it's a great guitar. It's nice just, to see. It's nice seeing uh, an. Um, an Epiphone. It's nice to see a, a, a Squire one out and a, and a bunch of funky 50s colours as well. Yeah. Yeah. Which I like. yeah. Where's it's the shell pink? Indeed. That's the. Where uh, is the shell pink? Though? Otherwise, you would have one, Matt, to replace that I, I custom shop one that you sold. Yeah. Yeah. And I would just relic it myself, you know, throwing it down the stairs, whatever. You know. <laughs> <laughs> just, just while I've got the uh, mic, this isn't one of my official picks, but I just wanted to give a shout out to the Dunnable DE series. You talked about it a little bit there, Joe. I yeah. didn't know these had even come out. And then I watched some videos while I was doing research for this. They look awesome and they're not very much money at all. They're like eight, nine, nine dollars I think. Yeah. Um, Incredible and, price for such yeah. a wonderful custom shop. Totally. You know, made in a very reputable uh, Korean factory. Um, there's a couple different designs out if you've not checked them out already you should definitely have a look at them yeah yeah we- I, I actually only found out about those um when uh i was on the guitar nerd podcast a few <laughs> yeah, weeks ago you yeah. should check it out actually mark it's uh it's a good one <laughs> we did we, we covered them last uh, last week or well when this comes out a few weeks ago on the uh on on a on the on the podcast on as the i was uh, as i was deleting this week's guitar nerds podcast <laughs> i was thinking maybe i should listen to this in the run-up to gear of the year but i decided not to because frankly i've got better things to do of course of course but yes the uh, dunnable de series are absolutely wonderful um they look fantastic i just uh, really would have wanted to play one before we put it popped it into this list but dunnable are a fantastic custom shop for me you know just briefly on dunnable and i I mentioned this on the podcast they really come into their own when they do baritones and things like that that seems to be the bread and butter of that range and so i I would have liked to have seen a baritone available in the de series Um, but maybe that's something for the future yeah i don't think you go in with the baritone you go in with your uh you know your regular tuning your regular guitars and then you introduce that later yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, uh, I'm I'm, I'm going to talk about my uh, my entry and what uh, what I truly believe should be uh, the crowned. Oh, here we go. He's already started. He's already started. He's already started the campaign already. When's the, when's the voting going to happen? <laughs> voting? I did away with that, my friends. Yeah. <laughs> you, you guys have to convince me. <laughs> no. Uh, um, yeah. So, so my my first suggestion and humble entry for your consideration, gentlemen, in uh, uh, in this year's Gear of the Year guitar category is the Harmony Juno. Now, Harmony are a brand that we have considered uh, maybe last year when they released a slew of new models, and of course, we have talked about on the podcast. We were very excited about. Um, the reintroduction of Harmony, the fact that they were being made out of Kalamazoo, the fact that, you know, we were getting these incredibly premium quality versions of cool old vintage, um, you know, catalogue guitars. 
Uh, it, it's just wonderful, and everything about the brand has been kind of fantastic. From their sort of the the look, the color choices, the accessories—they're so slick and smooth. Such a wonderful combination of modern and retro. And I think the Juno for me is the ultimate of the the kind of it's them absolutely perfecting their craft and what they have been doing since they've uh, since they've been making guitars again. So the Juno is a very small-bodied, short-scale version of a of a an, an original harmony, with a pair of their own gold foil P90s, which are some of the most articulate, rich-sounding, gorgeous P90s that I've played in a long time. With a just a single volume control, with an oversized, vintage-styled knob, and then the three-way pickup selector again oversized a large heavyweight toggle that really sort of into each pickup sorry what does it do so, that, that, that sounded disgusting oh sorry yeah <laughs> <laughs> well this doesn't it's, it's a good sort of crank you know when it when, when as it <laughs> whoops when it when it i, lo- I love a good sounds. crank <laughs> yeah of, of course who, who doesn't um but yeah, it's a fact like the the undersized body makes it just it it, it looks so cool because it's kind of a, a smaller size body, but it plays like something so much so much more than that initial look of sort of maybe like a you know a, a three quarter size guitar, um, and then this this gorgeous like big m- mahogany deep sea neck with this lovely sort of slightly glossy finish kind of everything everything about it screams premium the nitro finished body that that you know smells lovelily of that 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 sort of smells lovelily lovelily of that nitro finish yeah you know it smells lovelily of the that sort of nitro smell um, Joe, can I ask a question about this please yeah um the pickups the gold foil p90s are they yeah. ex- are they they they're new, right? Do they do those? They don't do those on any of the other guitars. Um, I don't think they do. I think they are exclusive. Because they're all gold foil this... humbuckers, aren't they? On the other guitars, they they might they, they might do some. It's certainly the only ones that have this this looking pickup. I think you have mini humbuckers on the silhouette, and maybe yeah. normal humbuckers on the others. The okay. Juno is probably the only one with the P nineties. Yes, but they but they, are... they just they look great. It's a really cool looking. Like the the design of the pickup is lovely. It's really yeah. really nice. Looks it's, like an old radio. Yeah, exactly. It's got that perfect kind of retro look. Comes with a, a like a mono case, kind of specifically designed for it. So like a small uh, mono case for the guitar, and then comes in a wonderful range of finishes. The one that uh, that we've been sent in their rose finish, which is kind of a a metallic rose color you know uh, um, you can say red it, it looks very different from the pictures right of, okay of the the rose i when we saw the pictures we spoke about some of the other models last year and rose was kind of my least favorite color um and it looks totally different uh in real life it's much more metallic and uh i guess much richer and more vintage looking than i think it looked it maybe had a bit of a um uh, something of a, uh, a fiesta-ness to it okay. um, in, in the pictures, and it's, it looks much more regal in real life. But yeah, I just think one of the simplest, 
most expensive feeling but reasonably priced guitars coolest and most articulate pickups um, that i've tried this year i absolutely love this guitar absolutely love this guitar i think it's very very good this is the one i'm the most disappointed to have not played because i'm mm. so curious about first it, it turned it, up just after i got all the stuff to you yeah, I know, oh, yeah, yeah I know, and, you know Joe i, I really want to see how that body looks like in real life just because in pictures it does look very small um and yeah i just want to see how that plays really i'll uh, i'm going to trust your judgment on this one joe i'm going to say that this is probably a great little guitar yeah i uh, i think we said the same thing on the podcast a couple of weeks ago joe when you talk about it, it's like the pictures make it look like I'm, I'm looking at the red one now and from top down, I guess it's sort of like top, top down, you know, front on, I guess. Um, it almost looks like a lap steel because of yeah, how small yeah. that body is. And I'm like, is that a full scale's neck? It, it almost looks like a kid's guitar. But I think, you know, having being able to play it, like say, I think it's, it's a shame I can't play it, but I think... Um, I've got a feeling for the money, the spec, I think this is just a cool, you know, it's a cool like vibe machine to sort of own really in terms of guitars. And it's very different. Um, I just think that the, the features are incredibly premium, incredibly yeah. premium for the price for a US I, built guitar. I hadn't realised that it is actually, it's full scale length. It's 25 inch. Yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah, a yeah. Really Sorry, I don't know if you said that body. and I missed it, but it's, um, yes, yeah, it, it really, it really looks, it looks far away. I mean, it's an unfinished <laughs> neck, isn't it? It's an it's, un- sorry, it's an unfinished neck, so it's like a, yeah, it's not. But it's kind of but... oiled. It's got like a, right, yeah. a a slightly slick feel to it, but still with it. Yeah, it's it's an un- unusual feeling neck. Like, I, I, uh, I like looking at the specs and and just going uh, control knobs, custom cupcake. I think it's oh, delicious. It looks like a Reese's mini peanut butter cup. <laughs> Can we, uh, can like. we stop this now? I want to go for a cupcake. Yeah, that's a real <laughs> and, plus and point. And for, for £750, roughly. Um, yeah, that's not bad. I, think I mean, the... that's, re- that's really good. And, yeah. and it's made in Kalamazoo. Yeah. I mean, that's really good. This is really good. I, I do think, you know, obviously it's it's unique in that it has that small body and that small body makes it not for everyone. But yeah. I think... I think that against the price, the features, the quality of build, and everything else is just you know, remarkable. You, just, uh, just to follow up on that, Joe, are you sure they're that inexpensive? Because they're they're showing us twelve hundred dollars on the uh, on their website. Um, um, I I was uh, just looking at a listing which I think is probably in a sale. Oh yes, it's in a it's in a twenty percent off sale. Well, there we go. Uh, on in, in in Eddie's Guitars in uh, in St Louis. Oh, got it, got so, it. Yeah, uh, but I mean, so that you, there's like importing chart. I guess that's a US store, right? So, that's a US store. So, so, that, yes, so that'll be right. that'll be X tax. Yeah. Everything's advertised pre-tax in the US. Yeah, I hate so, that. <laughs> so they're probably going to work out as yeah, I mean, it'd be like nine hundred quid or a grand or something. But still, yeah. still, I think really good value for money. Yeah, yeah, still an incredible price for I think the amount of guitar that you are getting. I think there seems to be. Um, we're not really talking about it in gear of the year. And I can't remember if it's this year or or tw- towards the end of last year. But there was those. Um, oh. The name escapes me now. The British brand that we always talk about, hand-built guitars, 
they make a SG type single pickup. Why can't I think of the name? Uh, a, a British brand. Yeah. Gordon Smith. Oh, Gordon Smith. Gordon Smith. That's the one. Oh. And they made that. Um, they made a similar shaped guitar with one P90 in it as well, which was about the same price that came in uh, Daphne Blue and White. I think. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a rise of these kind of different I th- people who, you know, like I said, don't want a Les Paul or a Strat you know want something maybe that to me these guitars always feel like a certain type of music and style kind of would flow out of them in some ways you know maybe they don't on appearance don't look as versatile but they're a totally different kind of character with them with that in mind should i should i maybe suggest my second guitar because that kind of fits the same theme we can talk about it in the same so the um the guitar that i think has uh surprised me the most and i'll tell you why in a minute um is the fidelity light series now we've been talking about fidelity guitars for a few years the uh, caveat all of this with you know i'm vaguely related to matt who runs fidelity i don't know if we've talked about that on the podcast i think we have um we're yeah uh distant relatives but that hasn't clouded my judgment on on this which you, you only found out about after you met him yeah totally yeah yeah, well, yeah, yeah way yeah. way after we met at um at one of the guitar shows so yeah this again it hasn't really it doesn't really kind of come to my judgment on this guitar um so the story behind the light series and joe you might want to fill in some of the blanks here because i know you've talked to to matt more extensively than i have on this um they're basically uh, you know a way in an entry level guitar uh into the fidelity range still handmade in the uk as with their their um kind of uh, their top of the line stuff um limited spec unlike uh the rest of the line where you could basically have whatever you want and matt will make whatever you want but uh, crucially there are some options so there's different body shapes so the one that we've got is based on the the Stella Rosa Junior um, but you can also have his other body shapes as well in the light series um, and a limited selection of, of pickup options uh, I'll talk about the guitar that we've got which is like I said the Stella Rosa uh, body um, but with a Mustang pickup in the neck position um, again Joe fill in the blanks can you remember the other pickups you can have and the other positions you can have them in so yes so matt actually hooks up well fidelity guitars hook up very much with mojo pickups for these so you get three position options for each pickup neck middle or bridge um the most affordable is to go for the mojo pickups fat mustang and you can have that in either a black or a white cover and and that's that like it is important to notice that to note that whilst it is a mustang pickup that Mojo have done such a fantastic job of making that that small single coil very versatile. So even at that, which is the most affordable option, you pay no excess for that pickup on the on the build, which you know we we should point out comes in at eight hundred and ninety nine pounds. Yeah, for a complete custom shop, which is unbelievable. Um, so it's, that's a very good pickup. But the other two pickup options are the Mojo Pickups Gold Foil, which will add 50 quid onto your order, or the Mojo Pickups Mojo Tron Humbucker, which adds 50 pounds. Yeah. Now, of course, Matt is quite open to doing hybrid versions of the light series but you know for the sake of considering it in this podcast we will only consider the the specs that he allows on on here um yeah so. I, I think that's one thing to say is that you know fidelity have, have always been about you know 
offering basically whatever you want. You know, if you want something that doesn't quite fit in the range, I'm sure, you know, Matt would be accommodating. The idea, it seems, behind the light series is that it's the uh, options that are available to you are a bit limited, which again, you know, kind of keeps that price point down. Um, and but you know, it, it kind of serves a whole load of purposes, really. I mean, I, I plugged in the guitar with the fat Mustang pickup um, in the neck position. In the neck position is the one that we've got, um, and I was really kind of blown away by how versatile it sounds. You know, I was using a range of different clean tones, and it, you know, you can make it sound very kind of delicate and uh, and kind of jangly, but also at the same time, you know, I, I put a bit of kind of drive on there, and it. It really, uh, the pickup handled it very, very well, I think. Um, I can see these being used, you know, if you're in like a, it's a bit of a generic term, but if you're in kind of an indie band, um, you know, something with the fat Mustang pickup would be your best option. If it was me and I was going for the kind of, you know, punk thing that I do, then I'd probably go for the P90 or the Humbucker. Um, and at 50 quid extra, you know, it's not too much of a stretch to, to do that. The Absolutely. thing that really stood out for me, and it's been a while since I played a Fidelity guitar. Um, the thing that really stood out is just every time I've played one since we first met Matt, the quality has got better and better and better. You know, it started off really good, and these light or this this particular light series guitar, I was expecting it to you know for corners to have been cut, but actually. I think it's even better than the last one that I tried, which was maybe, you know, a year or 18 months ago. Um, and, you know, considering that the guitar, yeah, again, is made in the UK, it's in an 899. I was quite surprised of like, it's hard to describe what I felt, but, and this doesn't really do it justice. I was quite surprised by how much of a finished product it felt like. Do you want to know what's what's funny about that? Is that's actually the prototype. And when Matt sent it to me, he sent me this list of caveats of being like, hey, so this is the prototype. So this, I haven't done very well. This is a bit off. Right, amazing. <laughs> well, yeah, so- I mean, that's that really surprised me. Um, and I think, yeah, it just feels like something that you could... Uh, uh, <laughs> Do I, do I mean this? Yeah, I do mean this. It feels like something that could be on a guitar shop shelf. Um, whereas, you know, the, the Fidelity, Fidelity guitars uh, in the past, because there is such a huge range of, you know, neck profiles and you can basically spec it to whatever you want, um, which is great, but that is very much kind of playing in that boutique world. With this, instantly I could feel like, okay, this neck profile has been kind of made as a, you know, everyone will enjoy this. It's not overly chunky. It's not like huge kind of, you know, um, uh, like U-shaped neck or anything like that. But it's also not a kind of skinny sort of Ibanez neck, which to be honest, I have felt on Fidelity guitars in the past. Hmm. It's somewhere yeah. in the middle. It's a very much a kind of everyman. Oh, that's um, good. Um, sorry, Matt. I was saying that's good because a couple, I was going to say a couple, the only downside for me sometimes is that you, the neck is very uh, personal. Totally. I but, that, you know, that's like I was saying, that's the kind of, um, uh, when, you're, when you're in that sort of boutique world, you know, that's the kind of thing that ends up happening because people will want a super skinny neck or they'd want a chunky neck or whatever. Um, this really feels like somewhere in the middle and I could see this range being in stores, which it, yeah. for me is like the next step for boutique builders. And, you know, we talked about it with Dunnable earlier, um, you know, where it's like, uh, we'll be talking about it with another brand uh, in a bit where, yes, there's this, these amazing 
high-end ish custom shop uh available uh, stuff available and you can, you can spec it however you want but if you're going to go into stores or you know if you're going to you know appeal to a slightly more mass market um then things like the neck profile need to be standardized you know your pickups need to be you know not super expensive additions when specking the guitar out um and yeah it, to me it was it, it was pretty eye-opening i kind of got it out of the case and went oh yeah i could see this 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 will work for everyone, um, yeah. and obviously yeah. you know you get options on the body shape and you get options on the pickup, um, but it, they're not kind of a huge wild menu of options where you can do whatever you want. Um, I could yeah I could see this uh, just yeah working for everyone. I could see people really really getting into the brand, uh, and it's not too uh, too much of an expensive way to do it. I honestly think he's made a mistake. Like like eight nine nine, that's too cheap for this guitar. You you can spec, you can choose the level of relicking. Yeah. It has a nine point five to fourteen inch compound radius. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I um I mean he says on his website, choice of colours, pickups, necks and scratch plates with no extra cost make it that there's over a thousand combinations available. Um and they come in at like seven pounds, which I think is pretty good as well. That's um, cheap. Yeah, yeah, seven <laughs> seven pounds. Whole yeah, pounds. They, they are pretty lightweight considering he doesn't he doesn't chamber these like he does his regular guitar to keep the cost down. But of course, it is a swimming pool routing so that you know he can pop yeah. in whatever pickup and he can keep the the building the body time down. I guess because that that must be all important for Matt and Fidelity guitars for the light series is you can't be able to churn them out because at eight nine nine you know. I used to talk to Matt a fair bit online and I can barely get hold of him anymore. He's <laughs> too busy. He's, he's too busy, yeah. No, no, he's just he's just smartened up. Just ignore he's him. Like, oh, it, I, I don't have to pick up the phone. Oh, weird. <laughs> Joe, why are you having like, your number in his phone and he's like, yeah, yeah exactly. Like, exactly. You've got your own ringtone. It just, it's just an alarm. It's just an alarm. <laughs> Do not pick up. Of course, yes. Now, Matt Knight, let's come back around to you with your second choice. Yes. Um, so it wouldn't be gear of the year if we didn't talk about something pink. Um, and there was a couple of choices. Um, just a shout out to the um, Sterling uh, short scale cutlass. Um, but obviously, well, we sort of always say one one guitar per brand. Um, and, you know, it's Sterling, Music Man, kind of the similar thing. But actually, um, I wanted to go for the Reverend Eastsider T in foam shrimp pink um and and a couple of reasons one i, I mean i i love reverend like i said in in um my earlier choice with music man they're a brand that has i think increasingly grown a lot more i've grown up a lot with it a lot more in the last kind of couple of years and especially interviewing ken meeting him in birmingham this year and him talking so passionately about the guitars just like music man i feel so much more of a connection with the brand as a whole and the passion that he puts into it um so when this guitar came out i was like this is everything that i kind of want um and again you know they've not trying to fix things that already work the customers already like so you're getting uh you know all the same specs that you would normally expect with a couple of tweaks so this is their uh kind of t style um guitar but what is interesting with this one so this model did come out in a previous year i think last year this however which i think is a great option for reverend dealers is you, they can have like an exclusive but the, it doesn't just have to be a color they can add uh 
alternate um, sort of specs in some way. So this is um, a shrimp foam shrimp pink, which is the uh, Merchant City Music exclusive color. But it's got a dark roasted maple neck, which is a, it's a sim- satin foam shrimp pink as That's, well. Yes, a satin foam shrimp pink. So. Um, and I've got the similar dark roasted neck on my Matt West signature, and it's a lovely feel. And again, just very, very consistent for not a lot of money. Um, you know, again, they feel like guitars that should be at least double their price. Uh, you know, like Joe was saying with the Fidelity, you know, could be way more. I'd easily say that, you know, these guitars, I mean, it's eight seven nine um at merchant city music i would say that you know by looking at it and having played the reference i've played you know you wouldn't go yeah i don't think you'd really bat an eyelid at there being 1299 um i think they're incredibly good value um but what you're getting here is a chambered carina body um so some strategic chambering under the pit guard um much more modern in terms of radius fretboard radius so 10 to 14 so very uh, much flatter, um, you know, flatter than obviously you're going to a Les Paul. So a little bit more of a modern feel. 10 to 14 is the kind of same radius you're getting on the modern Charvels. Um, so again, vintage look and feel, but with some more modern um, appointments. Um, and all the thing, all the great specs that you'd expect in terms of like, um, you know, proper bone nut, pin lock tuners, uh, dual action truss rod. You know, you've got a six bolt neck plate. Um, they've got their um, custom circuit and pure tone jacks. Um, so again, just an all round great guitar for not a lot of money. Um, yeah. So for me, and a, a real absolute winner, um, maybe if you don't want to go down the route of some, some of the bigger brands and you want to go and support a uh, different brand uh that maybe has a slightly different feel to it um then i think this reverend's a real a real winner and again uh, just I consistent can, i can, sorry uh, so i was gonna oh. say the thing that stuck out to me really was fretboard radius um the it's got a completely different feel to a tradition traditional t-style guitar i would say um mm. in the yeah it's got that compound radius board uh it's got a different that wasn't 100 percent for you though was it the compound radius board um, yeah, I, I would suggest that like i'm just not used to it um you know i'm used to you know it, it, think about the strat that i've got which is uh, what is it like 7.25 um which is a completely different feel and yeah this was like in the short time that i had with it i was like wow this feels totally different but if you're you know a much more of a modern player um and you know i think this is who this guitar would appeal to is someone that is used to kind of a flatter board um and is a bit more of a yeah progressive kind of modern player you know if you wanted this style of guitar but something that suits you a little bit more and also the feel as well you know because it's not like a vintage tint lacquer neck you know it's got very kind of thin kind of quick finish on it um if that's the kind of thing that you're doing but you want this style of guitar i think it's a really really good option yeah yeah i I mean for me it's like it's it's a version of shell pink it's satin like you know that's popular it's bound the neck is like this gorgeous wonderfully popular dark uh you know sort of roasted neck everything about this guitar is absolutely gorgeous um and it's under the thousand pound mark i i just think this is one of the best looking and just fantastic all-round guitars that you can buy i think if you're looking for an instrument around a thousand pounds 
it it would be hard to look beyond the Reverend East Side of Tea in you know foam shrimp pink, which <laughs> which you know for Merchant City Music in Glasgow is great because they're the only shop with it. But um, I, I think this might be one of the best spends for that amount of money I, that you I, could I possibly think, yeah. make. For me, it is just great value for money. I think it's just it's a lot of guitar for the money. Amazing how many yeah. of these guitars we're talking about are in that kind of price point. You know, it's, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. Well, it's two but below four hundred pounds. But I don't think that's surprising because you know a lot of this is kind of a reflection of the stuff that we're into. Yeah, yeah. You know, how often do we pay that much attention to you know? I bought two custom shops this year. And uh, okay, well, not and... Fender custom shops. Like you know, like three granders this year. Yeah, but how how much did they cost you? Well, that amount of money, I just got. I, I, oh, my credit rating went up, so I took out a bunch of credit cards <laughs> again. Oh God, <laughs> both Banton. Yeah. Anyway, moving moving swiftly on, Jay Cross. Let's talk about your second nomination. Yeah, so uh, my second nomination is uh, for the Fender American Pro Two series of guitars uh so which which guitar in particular well i in particular i I think the one and you know this will come as no surprise as i've mentioned it a couple of times on the podcast but for me the one that really stands out is the jazz master um and i say that as um because i think the jazz master is kind of the the where there's been the most improvement upon um kind of the options that were available previously for around that kind of price point so like there's a full range of strats tellies jazz basses p basses etc etc but um for me the jazz master is just it's just it's fantastic it's it is hit exactly the right place to be um what that kind of uh, so fender look for the american pro series to be kind of the the modern version of the guitar so traditionally it would have uh kind of vintage appointments but it maybe has a few extra kind of uh modern um points about it that just make it feel like a modern guitar so it's not designed to be strictly traditional it's not designed to be kind of the the more um the the high performance style so it kind of fits with the type of guitars that we're into and um, I mean, there's there's a couple of things across the entire range uh, that that I think are really cool. The neck profile, no, sorry, not neck profile. The neck finish. Um, it's a new neck finish for Fender called the Supernatural, um, and it's kind of a real. It's not satin exactly. There's it, there's um, it just it feels really smooth and really really nice um there's um a sculpted... but it's still slightly tinted isn't it the neck? yeah yeah well i think i think it's quite tinted actually they, um, they've kept quite a vintage look by but tried to make it feel quite modern yes yeah 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 which i think has i think has worked quite well um there's um the sculpted neck heel so uh this is something that came over from the ultra series and i think that that this is a good example of what the american pro series is in that it takes aspects of other guitars other modern guitars and brings them into kind of the 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 professional the like the guitar that is for the for 2020s 2020s 
jazz master and so the uh the neck heel is um is it has got this like sculpt so you can um get really high up onto the uh, to the upper register i mean i don't know why anybody's doing that on any guitar let alone a jazz master <laughs> but my understanding is those people do exist so you know happy days good for them weird uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, the other thing in particular that I think is really nice about the Jazzmaster is the new tremolo system. Um, so the new tremolo system is called the Panorama. and um, Great show. You, yeah, fantastic piece of television. I think Panorama might be like the longest running television show in the UK. Really? I think so. But, you know, that's that's kind of not really the point with this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the uh the thing about the panorama is it feels like a strat tremolo to first me. Does... broadcast in 1953 yeah i think it i think and it, it predates it's the world's longest running news television program okay. sorry to, to step That's into no... your stride there there you go no 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 i mean as you know i'm all about the that's far more interesting to me than this. No. Um, no, so uh, yeah, the the new tremolo I think is is great. It feels like a it feels like a uh, like a strat trem, which is something that, that appeals to me. Um, new pickups that can be voiced to sound vintage or modern, depending on uh, the, using the because because they've got coil taps in there. It's just it's just fantastic guitar. I mean, it comes in a bunch of really cool colours. Um, the one that we had to look at was the uh, was the uh, the Dark Knight, which I think is a. So I put a picture of this up on Instagram, and loads of people messaged me being like, "Oh, that looks great!" Like the pictures yeah. that I've seen on uh, like the internet look really bad. It's but, Christian Bale's face on a guitar. Yeah, it's, it's his entire <laughs> face. It's him from um he he was uh his first role was in a BBC dramatization of Henry V and it's uh, him as a child on the back of of each guitar painstakingly um r- uh, put together. It's it's quite quite the thing really. I thought but you were going to uh, say his his uh, first role was a BBC dramatization of Panorama. Of Panorama, yeah, 1958. Yeah, a lot older than you think he is. Uh, but yeah, no, that's really good. And the Miami blue looks amazing. Um, but yeah, I just, I think it's a, a really incredible guitar. Um, they are 1500 quid or something like that. Uh, which for a guitar of that spec, I think is, is pretty impressive. And, um, yeah, I don't know, Joe, you've, you've had a, you've had a, a go on it as well. I mean, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are that the, the tremolo is absolutely incredible. I think to have something that looks that's managed to completely retain the vintage looks of the Jazzmaster, but play so precisely um, and to be so usable is incredible. Uh, I I loved it. I thought the pickups were gorgeous and articulate. The, the finish wasn't for me, but that doesn't matter because it also comes in sunburst with a torque guard. So, you know, there, there's something for everyone there. And I think that is the idea of what was the Fender American Standard and now is the Fender Professional too. I think that's the important thing to remember. This is the standard. I wish they'd kept that name. I understand why they didn't, but I just mean this is Fender's, uh, what Fender is saying, this is Fender right now. That's what the professional two is supposed to do, and so it's it's a perfect composition of of kind of modern and and retro feels. The sculpted neck heel, I hate, but I hate the idea of 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 
of of neck heels of anything that makes any instruments easier to play exactly I, yeah. I don't i don't like the modernizing of classic shapes and for me that's part of the body shape so it annoys me but it's kind of like uh, who cares? You don't like, see don't it from re- the front. So yeah, I don't like... really care. I wish it wasn't there, but I don't really care about it. Like Fidelity yeah. do do you know yeah. sculpted heels? I don't complain about those. So it's it's kind of you know I sh- I shouldn't be complaining about it. I think everything about this guitar is a fantastic step in in the right direction for Fender and Fender continuing to demonstrate that their standard series of guitars are absolutely world leading when it comes to what they're making available. Um, the V Mod Two pickups, like as I said, absolutely fantastic. Still feels like a retro guitar to me. Um, I the- think so. Just to go back to that point about those pickups, one of the things that I think we like, one of the things I've struggled with with Jazzmaster pickups is just how low output the pickups often are, and I think they can sometimes sound a bit weak. And I'm sure that's something that you like, um, which is you know totally fine. That's the whole point of 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 us liking different things but with this you've got so they're this as standard they're overwound but you've got the the coil split the, the coil tap sorry in there which just removes some of the windings to make them more like uh vintage style pickups um which i think is a really neat little feature yeah. can I, I i just wanted Definitely. to versatility is the name of the game with this guitar while we're um, while we're talking about jazz master, I just wanted to share a little story that shows just how far we've come in you know twenty years or something. So the first time I ever bought a telly, um, it was a secondhand telly that uh, came in to GAC when I just started working there. So this is like two thousand and one. So yeah, like nearly twenty years ago. Uh, Bloody hell! Uh, I know, <laughs> I know. Tell me about it. Um, so yeah, so I bought a and the customer came in and they were part exchanging. A Japanese-made 62 edge-bound telly, candy apple red, and also a Japanese jazz master. And I'd never seen a jazz master before, despite I'd been working at the shop for maybe six months or nine months or something. And I'd never seen a jazz master before because guess what? Fender just didn't make jazz masters at that time. They made them. Fender Japan made them, but in terms of like the US side of things. I just don't think they're available. I don't even think American vintage was a thing at that point. Um, I might might be wrong on that. Maybe we just didn't have them at the time. But uh, as far as I can remember, I don't think even American vintage was available. And I was like, do you know what? I'm going to play it safe this time. And I'm, I ended up buying the telly. But it always kind of stuck with me that there were these two guitars, Jazzmaster and Jaguar, that were just like not available and you know they they became available american vintage became a thing or you know maybe it was a it was a thing but we just didn't have them but they kind of came onto my radar as american vintage guitars and i never really liked them to be honest because i thought that they were not like spec wise they weren't fantastic you know they they were fine but i never really picked one up and and vibed with it i I kind of always thought they were a bit fussy and a little bit fiddly and it it is quite amazing to me that now we're talking about American Professional 2 Jazzmaster as being something that you can just go out and buy. It's got spec that you would go and do a gig with. And that was kind of the thing with these, the the Japanese, uh, sorry, the American vintage guitars. They always just felt a bit like delicate. And they, I don't know, there was always something about them that just never felt right. Whereas these, you know, this is a guitar you could go and do a gig with. And it's, you're not limited as a Fender player now to like, oh, you've got a Strat or a Tele. There are at least two or three more models that you could go with. Um, and I think that's a kind of amazing thing that these are now been brought into the kind of canon of 
the you know what was the american standard guitar is now american professional too um it's it seems like a world away from you know jazz jaguars and jazz masters being a thing that i'd never seen despite working in a guitar shop for nine six or nine months yeah i mean even like i mean my my kind of introduction to jazz masters is similar to yours in that the the first one i ever saw was the jay mascus the purple one yeah um and that i think was i mean I started working at GAC in 2009, so that's probably around the time that they were being discontinued. I can't remember exactly when it was, um, but that was the first one that I ever I ever saw. And basically, there was there was hardly anything else. And you know, not only are they now part of the you know the professional line, but there's an ultra. You know, the 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 American Ultra, the version yeah. of like the most kind of with all the modern appointments. There's a modern version of the Jazzmaster, and that is in like the 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 modern mainstream, and it's like it's bonkers. It really is bonkers. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. What, what yeah, absolutely I mean, cracking guitar. Yeah, I mean, really, it, it could have been any of them. But um, for me, the Jazzmaster is is the one. You know, I think I think generally when Fender release a new range of guitars, there is, you know, most of the time you will get each model is in is in the range. I mean, I don't think there's a Jaguar in the American Pro 2 range, but uh, in in most of the launches, be it, you know, player or uh, American original or whatever, there is one of each model. And I think generally there's one shape that really stands out. I mean, I've talked about the fact that the for me, the player Strat was the one that just was it was amazing. And I think it was a, a cut above everything else that was available at the time. And I think generally fender are pretty good at that yeah after uh after listening to you talk about it i'm just like just sort of taking it all in i'm like oh, i really want one now <laughs> i remember jam- how much i wanted the j mascus and i'm like why have i never owned a uh a jazz master why have i ever, mm. never owned a jazz master and uh i mean i've got to say i think the miami blue is like it's one of the best colors i've ever seen I the miami blue is, is incredible so i i um just it's so in, close in between- to daphne though isn't it no, it's not at all. It, no. It's really not at all. It's it's a lot richer. So, I mean, right, I, I, right. I got to play one when in between the two lockdowns, when shops opened again, I went into GAC because I uh, I needed to pick up a couple of bits. And um, I just so happened to go in there the day that these launched. It was it was complete accident. And uh, they had um, they had a couple of the strats out. And I was like, oh, my gosh, can I please? And I always hated being the sort of person that'd be like, oh, I'm not going to buy, but can I just try that? And uh, oh, it, it looks so good. The, the Miami blue is amazing. It's it's mm. it's my favorite modern color. It's my my favorite like new Fender color. I can't think of anything that that actually any guitar company have done recently that I've liked more than than Miami blue in terms of like a real new finish. I just think it it just pops and it's so rich and uh, like uh, it's it's like it almost kind of Roaches on being turquoise, but it's like it's not mm. quite there. Um, there's like a lot of yellow and green in in the blue, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. It's you've got to see it in real life because honestly, the Miami blue is incredible, really, really incredible. Yeah, and it's definitely a very worthwhile addition to the gear of the year list. Now, I've got I've got the last one here. And then we're gonna we're gonna start trying to narrow things down. So the last guitar that we'll talk about in our lineup that I'm selecting is the Jodo by Vintage Lucky Betty. Now Jodo guitars are a brand that we've spoken about very very fondly over the last few years. A custom shop that just extend beyond most custom shops because every guitar has a customized made-up story behind them, a complete fiction behind each guitar that kind of makes it, you know, some sort of vintage rarity. And Jodo this year teamed up with Vintage to make affordable versions of those guitars. And 
I can't believe how few corners have been cut with these. In the case of the Lucky Betty, you are getting a single uh, a single TV Jones style pickup in the bridge strat in a tweed hard case for five nine nine. That is essentially what you're getting, which is the most unbelievable price for the most amount of guitar you are going to get. Um, the Lucky Betty, uh, owned by Betty Lafoy, has such a wonderful story of like the... Uh, um, I'll, I'll read you the very brief story that goes with it. Starting out in the summer of 1959 from Porter, Indiana, Lucky Betty Lafoy and her all-female stunt crew took their daredevil show across America, driving jalopies through rings of fire, jumping motorbikes over school buses and escaping certain death many times over. And if that wasn't dangerous enough, Betty's pièce de résistance was to ride the wall of death on a modified ex-wrecking crew Indian Scout motorbike whilst playing rock and roll hits on her custom-made electric guitar. Betty had a red version for weekday shows and a white one for Sunday best. After four years of dropping the jaws of audiences worldwide and without ever Having a single stunt go wrong, Betty decided to quit before her luck ran out. She currently lives in a, a quieter life on the Florida Keys with her devoted husband, Big Al. At 79, she's still driving a hot-rodded 1934 Ford Model 40 V8 Coupe every day and is the oldest Floridi Floridian resident ever to receive a speeding ticket, shooting 73 miles per hour in a 50 zone. <laughs> that's the story the, um, you get with this I've got to say you know just before going back into talking this guitar a bit the guy's a genius I, I just think the guitars that he's making out of his standard custom shop are some of the best things I've just ever seen from a guitar yeah just so out no out there's not even the right the right way I mean the the one as we're recording this the one he's building at the moment is like an acoustic oh my and gosh it's just, oh you you text us about it the other day Jay and I was, I was looking up and he's like rebuilt I think like Johnny Cash's face out of different types of wood and it's just like you know as inlaid into the back and you can feel the story and the character and it's just like how do you do it and have a normal job. <laughs> well, just... the thing, the thing, just to just to touch again on that guitar. I, I mean, I'm so excited to see this. There's sorry to cut across you, Matty, but there's there's a couple of things about the guitar that seem really cool. So first off, the um the have you seen about the pickup? Uh, in the, in I can't so, remember. So this is another. This was another uh, picture that 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 was on his uh, Instagram. So the uh, the pickup that's on the guitar. You can um, change the position, so it's a sound hole pickup. It's like a strap pickup, I guess. Oh yes, and you can change the position um, and have it either. So it pivots. So on one side it's fixed, and on the other side you can switch it between um, what is ostensibly a treble position and a rhythm position. So you get more bass or you get more treble depending on where you have the guitar, where you have the pickup. Sorry, but just to just to, to delve a little bit deeper into the story as joe said joe all the joe doe guitars have got uh like a backstory about where where they came from the one with this is it's a um an acoustic guitar that was built by the inmates of Folsom prism inspired by johnny cash's 1968 visit which is just like 
I mean, that is a story on top of a story. You know, the 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 whole thing about Johnny Cash going to Folsom Prison is massive anyway, because like he had to self-finance it because the record company didn't think it was a good idea. There was something about insurance, they couldn't cover it. And uh and he was like, No, like I'm going to go and perform for the people in this prison. And like that record went on to go and has gone on to become one of like the biggest selling records of all time. And, uh, and you know, it's about building a narrative behind what was left behind after Johnny Cash, you know, what, what was the long, what was the lasting impression of Johnny Cash going to that, uh, going to that prison and what, what, uh, Joe Doe guitars have come up with is, oh, well, you know, the guitar, the, the people in the prison got into building guitars. I mean, how cool is that? That's a great story. I think it's just absolutely amazing. And I think um, his passion for these projects and guitars have come through. I mean, obviously, Joe, you've you've picked the Lucky Betty, but there's been, you know, what, one, two, three, four, five different guitar models? No, there were, there, were, there were eight, eight in the, uh, in, in the vintage range and a further eight models um, that, that were released previously. Like it's a substantial range of of vintage Jodo guitars. Mm. I think yeah. the, the the clever thing about teaming up with vintage as well is, you know, we we know that they make great guitars for the for the money. You know, they the they really are a great value for money brand. Um, but you know, they don't always have the kind of flair that uh, you might see from other brands because they they generally, you know, they're a mass market guitar. They they you know they tend to play it fairly safe in terms of the designs. Um, for for you know for good reason you know that they they want to appeal to as many people as possible and these are like so far away from the stuff that they would normally do that they really yeah. um, they really stand out and i think it's it's been a really smart move on on joe doe's part you know hooking up with a a brand that makes great instruments um and a really smart uh play on vintage's part because they've gone yeah we do great you know s style guitars great t style guitars you know, um, kind of Les Paul style guitars, you know, we, we're known for being fantastic value for money. Um, but all our stuff is generally fairly traditional. How about we do something kind of a bit more wacky with the, the Joe Doe stuff? And it's, it's worked really, really well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and and bringing it back to the Lucky Betty, because I truly believe this guitar stands out. I mean, we're talking about like a bound slab body S style guitar that you can get in a well it's red but it's kind of an orange um or it's like a you know a fierce three red or white covered in like you know uh the daring devils stickers lucky betty stickers it's got all these cool stickers on the front trem system single tv jones in the bridge but three controls on the control panel volume master tone and a variable coil tap there we go. Meaning that actually, even though this guitar looks dead simple, that is that is a pretty excellent versatile third control that opens this guitar up to so much more. And I just think for five nine nine with a tweed hard case, this thing is it's so cool. It's so cool. The stickers are tasteful. Um, you know, you've got that. Uh, you've got like a. Uh, there's like advertising stickers round the edge, round the the going the whole way round the the sort of top edge of the guitar. Everything about this guitar is absolutely fantastic, and kind of even you think we talk about this guitar being um, 
you you know just it's it's five nine nine. There's there's even graphics going down the back of the neck. Yeah, which is just mad. It's supposed to be. I think that's supposed to be a note from Lucky Betty's husband, Big Al. I think on the on on the back of the neck. I can't I can't remember exactly, but um, it's just. Absolutely fantastic. One of the coolest, most interesting guitars, and I think an absolute landmark to release something like this from such an incredible custom shop at such an affordable price. It would be foolish of us to not consider this one of the greatest guitars released in 2020. I guess that's what we've got to do now, right? That is what we've got to do now. Now, uh, you know, this is actually my first time hosting this. Believe it or not. So, you know, I guess the next thing we would do is is start trying to boil this down um, to something like a top a top five. Perhaps. I'd say it's more a whittling than it is a boiling. Uh, a a is whittling it, um, in that case. Is it worth just uh, reminding people the eight that yes, we've just okay. gone through? So the um, the eight in order of most relevant uh, go. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's fine. The the eight guitars we are going to be uh, considering are the uh, the Harmony Juno, the Vintage Jodo Lucky Betty, the Music Man Saber the Squire Classic Vibe Esquire, the Fender American Pro 2 Jazzmaster, the Fidelity Light Stellarosa, the Epiphone Coronet, and the Reverend East Cider Tea in Foam Shrimp Pink. Those are the eight guitars that have made it onto the Guitar Nerds list this year. Now, we've got to boil it down to at least five so that we can start debating. So we need to we need to delete three. So I guess as – would it be customary for us to, to put in some, some freezes, some things that we definitely think should stay? Or can, how I, do you... can I just um, make an argument for the fidelity quickly? Because I had – uh, those three guitars that uh, Jay dropped off yesterday, the Fidelity, the Music Man, and the uh, Reverend. And the one that I kept coming back to, because um, I tried them all out a bit last night, I tried them a bit this morning, and then throughout the day today, I was like, oh, I'll get one of those guitars out. And I kept coming back to the Fidelity. And for me, that says quite a lot, because actually that was the one that I was kind of expecting the least from. You know, I knew that I would really like the the Reverend. I knew that I'd really like the Music Man, because, uh, you know, we know their sort of pedigree. Fidelity for me, you know, because they've been a boutique uh, builder pr- predominantly in the past. I've really liked some stuff, and some stuff hasn't really gelled with me because you know it's had you know too slim a neck or has features that I've not really got on with. Um, and I was really surprised just how well built and versatile um, the uh, the light Stella Rosa was. Um, and yeah, today I just couldn't put it down. I absolutely love it. Really, really surprised by how much I like it. Crikey, it must be nice to. Uh... Have a bit of time during the day to pick up the guitar and just like knock about. <laughs> well, I just had, you know, lunch break and you know, encouraged to get away from the screen for five ten minutes. So yeah, I was just playing a bit of guitar and it was um oh. yeah, that, that's the one I kept coming back to. Uh, I absolutely love it, love it. I mean, I also strongly, strongly favour the Fidelity Light. I think it's um, an absolutely fantastic guitar. I can totally get behind that making the top five. Um, you know, I, I I I'm strongly in support of that, but I don't know if that's what we, sh- we should be doing now. Should we should we be talking about the ones that we think maybe shouldn't make the top five first? What do you think? 
No, I I, I kind of like the idea of voting a few that I think I, I I'm sort of thinking. Well, I know what I want because I've picked two already, yeah. Um, and I can easily pick one of those two and go. That's the one I would have. I I'm, I've sort of what's been different this year is sitting back and listening to one of you talking about a guitar that you feel passionately about and then how much I share that passion and go at the end of it going, I really want one of those. And to me, there's, there's two that have stuck out quite a lot. I mean, I like the idea of the fidelity and I like Mark's uh, argument for that. And I think, yes, absolutely got better and better um, as, as, time's gone on in the time that we've known him but two guitars that really stand out and looking at here on the screen it's the um the jazz master the american pro 2 jazz master um and the harmony i mean joe has kind of wowed me a little bit that harmony going and i'm looking at it going i just want to buy one they just look cool it looks cool Joe says he likes it. I trust Joe occasionally, um, so I'd really like to see that as a uh, as a strong contender towards the uh, towards gear of the year for the guitar. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, Cross, I, how do you feel? I, I actually kind of feel the same as Matty. Um, I I really like the Jazzmaster. Um, I, I think that is. I mean, both the guitars that I've picked, obviously, I I think are are. Are right up there. They're two, two of my favourites. But um, I, I agree. I, I, it's a very strange feeling. But I was, com- I was captivated listening to you talk about that. Um, especially that, that noise you made, Joe. Yeah, especially, <laughs> especially the weird. I do apologise for that. The weird grunty noise. Yeah, that was, uh, that, was uh, that was really nice. No, I, I um, I've liked all the harmony guitars that I've tried um, before, and uh, I think obviously the story is great, and a lot of this for me with with gear of the year comes down to kind of the story and the the wider impact i've always tried to put a lot of emphasis on on that and i think the the kind of story behind the harmony guitars is really cool and um yeah i mean i i kind of initially i was like i don't know about the juno it just seems like it, when i initially looked at pictures i was like i just don't see the point in this kind of like really short scale this is basically a travel guitar joe is trying to get a travel guitar into gear of the year and I, I genuinely haven't realised it was it was a standard scale length. Yeah, you know, it's twenty five inch scale length. That's a it's a normal a normal person's guitar. And uh, I'm going to be honest that, with you, I didn't realise it was standard scale length. I think I like it a little less. <laughs> it's, when you, it's actually on the. I was just having a look on their website. When you see photos of people playing it, it doesn't actually look as small as in the photos of the guitar just by itself. It's really weird, the, really strange effect. Basically, right. the body is small, but the P90s are quite oversized. Like right. they, they're quite wide, and so I think having very wide pickups plus a small body just makes it look. Before you sit with it, it looks very small. What it actually feels like to play is just a very lightweight guitar. You know, it, mm. it, it doesn't feel odd to play. I felt very comfortable sitting with it. You know, yeah. I mean, I I think it looks. I think it looks great. Um, I actually really like the look of the the rose color. I think that's uh, that's a really nice. If you look at the pictures I put on the Facebook group, I think that's a better representation of the color than their pictures. Or there might be something on her Instagram. I, oh no, not I mean, I like the, I like the the one on the. I'll, I'll have a look on the Facebook page. Um, I just I have to work out how to unblock you. I'm not sure how to do that. But <laughs> the um, the red I think looks really good, and the I, I'm not a big fan of their champagne color. Uh, I know you like that. Right, when we right. talked about the silhouette last year, 
I yeah. wasn't I wasn't hugely into into the champagne, but the pearl white I think looks really nice. And in, and in fairness, rose, I, I, think I, really I, nice. I think I like all of the colours equally. I think they're all excellent choices. They're all your favourite children. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, but, well, that... but yeah, that's that. I, I think if I was, um, you know, not looking to kind of move things along too quickly here, but I think if I was to pick a top three, it would probably be the Coronet, the Jazzmaster, and the and the Juno. Um, okay. You know, I, I really like the Esquire, um, but can already hear the counterpoints coming quickly which is why well, you know it's it's just a small it's just a a, a, te- a cut down telecaster or whatever and i, I you know i i don't really agree with the, i realize i'm arguing with myself here but i don't, <laughs> I don't agree with you jay <laughs> no but like i know that that's what you're going to say so i'm just like getting yeah, sure. it out of the way like I, I, as i said i think the story is important and you know 2020 is the 70th anniversary of the uh of the podcast. of the escort of the guitar. I mean, it feels like it feels like the anniversary, anniversary of this, of this episode. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, no, you know, it's, I, I think it's uh, I think that's a nice story. But yeah, really, I think those those three are, are the ones that I'd be willing to sort of stand behind. Okay, well, let's say just for now, uh, I'm going to pop the Harmony Juno into our list of top five, just because we've received three out of the four of us being very positive um, towards it. Um, maybe we should we should uh, kind of go through like that. Is there anything else that any other guitars that people feel especially strongly about that need to go into the top five? We've had two people mention the American Pro Two. Mark, how do you feel about yeah, the American Pro Two? Totally. Yeah, I mean, I think it uh, deserves it. The, the revisions that they've made to it. I just think, and particularly the Jazzmaster. You know, for for pretty much exactly that reason that I was talking about. Um, you know, they they used to be seen as a speciality instrument. I think they were kind of one of the uh, outliers that weren't strats or tellies. And to see that brought into the range, um, I think is, you know, it's impressive. Um, the amount of people that have picked them up, I think is really impressive. You know, I'm already seeing people who have bought into the American Pro 2 series and are using it to, to make music. Um, and I think... The, the new features, the new range of colours, the uh, the fact that the Jazzmaster's been kind of pushed to the forefront, I think is a really important thing as well. Um, because, you know, for years, it was, well, you got an American-made Fender, uh, you, know, you know, a standard or American series guitar, and it was a Strat or a Tele. Uh, and it's really nice to see the Jazzmaster really being a crucial part of that that lineup. So, yeah, I mean, I would say American Pro 2 definitely, uh, the Jazzmaster in particular um, certainly belongs on, on this list for me for me it doesn't actually quite quite cut it the neck i i I, the finish on the neck was was really not for me but but we know your fetish for vintage tint so yeah well and also just like the heavy gloss yeah well that's it my problem is like when you put a vintage color on a satin neck for me that feels like an encore it looks like an encore and it feels like an encore. Like and and it's and it's great that Fender is sort of marketing it as something very pro, but it doesn't feel it to me. That's because oh, you're, you, you, you're you very do, odd. You want to do a no, no, no. You want to do a premium fill neck, then make it oiled. You know, literally every other company in the world have worked out how to do that. So you no, know, I just see, do, but, but do what a natural you want, oil but what you, you neck. want a, you want your neck to be covered in glue. That's what I you want. Do. You... Yes, yeah, I do. <laughs> I want a gloss neck, but I appreciate that's not what everyone else wants. And but most people will settle for. You want to do a premium neck? You do it oiled. You do it like Music Man. Uh, having see, I, a I, standard I, maple neck in a vintage tin with, with a satin finish. 
that misses a mark for me. That's like you're not listening to the demographic. Everyone else has kind of seems to have worked out. It just seemed like an odd thing to miss for me. None of those but none that, of those companies are a Fender though. That's the uh, that's the thing. Is you buy a Fender, well, you expect course, a kind of vintage looking instrument. And I think those those oiled necks just don't look vintage. But if you can get some of that playability, um, but keep a kind of slightly more vintage look, um, then I you know I think that's it's, I I think it's a really good choice. I think that, that it works. I mean, very what are well. you talking about? Their standard series with that the the American standard, the 2012 American standards. Still, probably the best Fender Fender have ever made. They didn't make a Jazzmaster. Oh, okay, fair enough. Fair <laughs> there enough. we go. <laughs> Put it in the list. <laughs> despite despite my disagreement on the neck, I think I thought the guitar was absolutely fantastic and especially good for the money. And I, I'm just so pleased to see Fender continue to make such incredible kind of industry defining guitars so yeah you know like e- even though i don't like the neck obviously the other three of you really like the guitar it obviously is going into our top five with three other spaces uh in this top five list um you know where are we going from here we have the jodo the saber the esquire the fidelity light the coronet the east Sider T. I i think the fidelity light might be the next place i'd like to the next guitar I'd like to talk about. Yeah, I mean, I'd, Mark I'd, was very, very positive about it. I, of, of course, love it. Jay, I'd be interested to hear you. You've sort of stayed silent talking about the the fidelity light. Yeah, I mean, I um, I only had it for uh, twenty four hours or so, and mm. um, you know, we kind of talked off air about the um, the playability of it when it arrived with me, and then again when it arrived with Mark. Uh, I kind of struggled with it, uh, to be completely honest with you. I absolutely love the idea of it. I mean, basically, it's what we asked for when the uh, Stella Rosa first came out, which was, well, look, what I want is that, but without all of this silly stuff on it. I don't want it. I don't want all the metal plating. Because the, the original th- had three Charlie Christian... <laughs> three pickups it had loads of like metal plating all over it and it's just like i don't need any of that what i want is basically that but a junior and that is what the 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 stella rosa light is but yeah like i say i mean the 24 hours or so that i had it i just the the setup felt really bad and i kind of struggled to to get a tune out of it but you know that could just be that neither of the chords that i know were uh were were, were (laughs) Paying too much attention. Worth, worth at mentioning, actually, all of the the guitar, and it's worth putting this in context. The temperature has dropped massively in the UK in the last forty eight hours. Oh yeah, um, it's crazy. And yeah, all yeah. of the guitars that I played actually just needed a little tweak. So I I, I did that to, today, and they're all playing like you know well within the the round bounds of a, kind of a standard setup. So yeah, uh, I I kind of understand if you struggle with that a bit, Jay. But you know, with the the neck profile and stuff, you know, you could probably tell that it was like i was saying earlier it it does seem to be much more of a kind of everyman guitar than uh than the previous fidelity stuff that we've tried which has been a bit more more specialized so yeah they're all playing fantastically now no no qualms about the playability at all actually on the on the fidelity feels feels really good i mean i'm more i'm more than happy for it to for it to go in um i i think that you know our relationship with with fidelity is uh you know is closer than a lot of people would be um because he's you know he's relatively local and we met him at a show and obviously he's related to mark which is uh you know 
weird Good in itself. Good or bad thing. Um, but, um, but I have yeah, to say, I, we, I, we'd never met before we started doing guitar stuff. So I would yeah, I yeah, completely, yeah. Uh, you know, I like to disclose that. But like I said, it's not clouded my my judgment, you know. It's not like we're... Are you, yeah, are you, trying, to ex- are you trying to excuse nepotism well, on what I'm saying is Guitar it, you know, Nerds podcast? Uh, you know, well, also, I bought four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, are you still waiting for your... Uh, my four. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're on their way. So... Yeah, but yeah, don't um, don't take my kind of family. It's not like we're sitting down at family barbecues. It's very distant relations. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, 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 you know, it's it is exactly the the type of guitar that we were hoping Fidelity would do at some point, and I think the price point is fantastic. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm I, I'm all about that being in there. I think it's a, I think it's a, a quality guitar. It's, it embodies the kind of future retro. Um, aesthetics that we often kind of covet so yeah i um i i I, i'm you know we've talked many times about how setups are just setups and like yeah of course i don't think we can consider just off the back of it off off a dodgy setup Whilst, uh, whilst me and Matt are obviously, uh, me and Mark are very enthusiastic. Obviously, whilst you, you you were pro that, it was less enthusiastic. So, so Matt, I just want to come round to you on on the fidelity as well. Um, I maybe would have a stronger opinion if I could play it. I think Matt, um, I think you I'm, would. You know, I don't want to speak for you, but I think you would really, really like it. Yeah, I think one thing that you said. Go Mark, on to our then- Instagram, Matt. And and take a look at the picture that yeah, that just, I I'll stare at it and I'll just imagine. Imagine you know, what it's like, yeah. with, to hold Just it. really, yeah, yeah, you know. With the meditation I'm doing now, I'll just close my eyes and just close you know. your eyes. Feel like you're touching it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think one thing that Mark said, which actually maybe sold it to me a little bit, was the fact that I mean, I like a chunky neck, just like your next player. But um, I remember the ones that he had at the show. I was like, these are great, but they are like, there's a U-neck and then there's like a U-neck. <laughs> w. This, it was, uh, yeah, W. Um, and uh, if that's maybe a bit more slimline, and I mean, again, I was just looking at the choices and the colours and some of the things he's done. I'm like, I think this is a, a step in the right direction. So if anything, I think it's a great guitar for the progression of the brand. Um, and you know he's established himself with some more expensive ones, and now he's really going to make a name for himself with these really affordably priced sort of custom guitars that are a bit different, a bit quirky. Um, but you know you're going to get sort of good quality. I mean, there's some nice um, sort of endorsements there. You know, the horrors, guitar nerds. So you know when you're buying one, you're like, yeah, Joe like. Oh, maybe not. Maybe. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was just thinking as well, just a little bit about my, I thought I'd just quickly throw my top three into the hat um, alongside that. Um, I, I'm really torn because I'm sort of talking about the fidelity because I, I I love the music man, but I've got a feeling that the rest of you are going to be like, it's not my bag. So you might struggle a little bit, but I think it's a great guitar um, and it's something that I would absolutely 100% buy. Um, honestly, because I love the... Um, I've loved the the the, the Luke series. Um, you know, I'm not a massive fan of John Petrucci, but I like those guitars uh, in terms of their playability. Again, just a huge music man sort of uh, fanboy. Um, but for me, the top the top three, I would say the Harmony Juno, uh, the 
American Pro 2 Jazzmaster and the Sabre. But I, I would say the Fidelity is, is close to the Sabre. I'm, I'm sort of torn between those two. But Well, we only have to get a top five for right now before we boil it down. So why don't we say that the Fidelity is definitely being spoken enough to make that list. And I want to get two. And the Juno. And the, so the Juno, the American Pro and the Fidelity are definitely within our top five. Now, what other two are going to kind of make it in there? We've got, you know, the East Sider T, we've got the Coronet, the Esquire, the Sabre, the Joe Doe. Those are the things that we've uh, that we've got to discuss. Who wants to? Coronet's got to go in. There's no way. I, like, I agree. I, you yeah, know, yeah, we're I in agree. a bit of a weird position with that one because. I, I honestly thought that one would would disappear. No, no, no. Uh, we're in a bit of a, uh, an opposition with that because, like, none of us have played it's the it. The Esquire it... or the Coronet. Yeah, I mean, I think the Coronet is over the Esquire, definitely. You know, the Classic Vibe series, fantastic. You know, we've loved those tellies for a while. It's really good that on the 70th anniversary, they've done the Esquire. Personally, I'd probably end up buying an Esquire over a Classic Vibe 50s telly because I just think it's a cooler thing to have. Like we talked about, both of these guitars are at that price point where you're like, yeah, I do want to get a new guitar, but I don't want to spend loads of money. I just want something cool to add to my collection. The Esquire is perfect for that, but I think what is even more perfect for that is the Coronet. It's just something that, because they've not been out for years and years and years, hardly anyone's got one. Um, I think that is like a real cool addition for, for 350 quid. I think it's, um, yeah, you could just buy one and you'd have no buyer's remorse. That would just be a cool thing to have around the house. How do the rest of you feel about that? I mean, because, you know, we're starting to cut to the quick here. If I was going to pick two more, I'd probably choose the, I don't know. I want to say, I want the Joe Doe to go through, but I do love the East Side of T and the Sabre. You know, those those are two very strong yeah, I mean, contenders for me. I, I you know, I, I'm putting a vote in for the Sabre because I think it's great, a great guitar. Um, and I think it's something that Music Man needed to do um, to maybe appeal to some people that, didn't want the John Petrucci, didn't want the quirkiness of a St. Vincent or a Mariposa um, and some of the artists that have come out recently. Um, but sort of looking down the list, I think the other standout for me um, is the Coronet, I think. Right. I mean, I love the Joe Doe, I think, you know, and, and like I said, I think in some ways if we were, I think they're, they're great guitars. Would I play one? It probably is a little bit OTT in terms of the one that I would have personally picked would have been the the Lucky Buck, um, but it's the most plain, <laughs> I guess, in some <laughs> ways. Um, but having said that, if we were talking about a custom shop guitar that he had maybe put out this year and it was a one of one, which is a kind of special thing for gear of the year, really, I'd be all over it. Um but I'm not sure. I think I prefer the Coronet. I, I always come down to what would I buy? And I would totally buy a Coronet just on just some vibe. Yeah, so vibey. That's what I'm... Yeah, uh, and, I, it, and I guess you can say that about the Lucky Betty. I mean, they are... A, I think the original run was a little bit more limited. Um, but the Coronet just feels like I'd play that guitar... And or someone someone would buy that guitar and play a thousand gigs with it, and it would look trashed, and it'd still be the coolest guitar on the planet. It does sound like we're coming around to the Coronet J Cross. Where are you sitting here? Oh, well, I mean, I I said that from the start. I think the well, Coronet yeah. should. Uh, no, he should... asked where you were sitting. Okay. Oh, um, in the <laughs> office upstairs next to my. And bedroom. what are you wearing? Uh, a pink tracksuit. Nice. 
Is the zip done? Or... No, no. It's, it's oh, fine. okay, fine. Um, I think that perfectly uh, uh, describes our personalities, Jay. You've got the pink show-off tracksuit, and I'm wearing a fully grey tracksuit. Just pretty boring. Good. Wow. I mean, Good. I'm wearing a suit. Yeah, Joe's here, Joe's here in a tux. It's like those those people that dress up in a in a in a full suit for FA Cup final day when they're playing football manager. That's <laughs> that. This is the this is the guitar nerds uh, FA Cup final day. I do put on a tie to play, you know, football manager. Yeah, I thought you were going to say football in general. <laughs> so I was like, I've that. never seen you play football. Well, no, yeah, I, I don't play football. Um, anyway, okay, so the coronet. The coronet seems like a positive. I, I really didn't see this one getting through. It's certainly not one of the ones that I would put through into the he top hadn't five. Pla- he hadn't planned for this. He hadn't, hadn't planned to, hadn't to planned find a way this. to get get us to not put the coronet through. His, <laughs> no, uh, no, it's totally fine. His... It, it, no, it's not that Not that at all. I just didn't expect. I, th- I just thought it would dis- dis- disappear. I thought 300-pound Epiphone. Really cool, but I think there's a lot more story to a lot of the other things. However... I, you know, obviously this is a democracy. Um, and so, you know, Since I'm when? going to, well, yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. I, maybe it's not a democracy. Actually, yeah, sod you guys. The coronet's out. All right. <laughs> we are putting through <laughs> the the Harmony Juno again. Okay, that's what, <laughs> um, okay so we've got one more place in the in the top five uh, to consider of, of what else is, is getting through. And at this point, we're we're looking at, you know, and I think here's the thing. Whilst I, I'm I'm trying to get to a top five, I guess almost uh, do we need to in 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 some sense? A lot of the guitars that people will want to go through would already have been spoken about. I am surprised that the Reverend Eastside T hasn't been spoken about already i'd have thought that was the obvious choice above the coronet i thought people have been talking about that earlier um it's really i'll I'll step in max i've 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 played it and spent quite a bit of time with it today i really really like it um it's it's going not really for a niche because you know it is just a really great t-style guitar um for me the kind of neck profile and the um fretboard radius just don't it's not what i would classically go for and it, it, i think it would take a bit more time with it to just kind of get my head around it but having said that there does there is something kind of really like tight about it if you want a really modern take on a on a kind of you know telly style guitar t-style guitar it's probably the best thing that you could you could get for the, certainly for the money until you go up into like crazy boutique um you know territory um if you want something that is more uh, that you know adheres to all the things you expect from that style of guitar, but just has a couple of little twists on it that make it very different from that style of guitar. Um, it's a really, really good choice. You know, particularly if you're coming from from slightly more modern guitars, where there is that kind of um, you know flatter board uh, and more of that neck profile. Um, I think it would be yeah a, a fantastic choice and it's something that I. Like I said, I wasn't really expecting it out of that guitar. I just expected it to be a really good T-style guitar. And that, it threw me for a loop a little bit. And I think it would take me personally a little while to get used to that. But if you're coming off a kind of more modern style guitar, uh, something that's you know, is a bit more kind of high performance, as we put it earlier, um, but you wanted the, a tr- you know, traditional you know, T-style guitar, it, it, you know, that's, that's exactly what that guitar is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I guess what do we think? We've got to make a top five. 
So we, we should probably throw some votes into the hat. I think if I was going to pick one of these guitars, it would be the Reverend Eastside T. I would put that in the top five. Mark Packham? Yeah, out of the ones that are left, that's the one that I felt closest to. The The Music Man is undoubtedly a fantastically built guitar. You know, it's all the things that we've talked about with Music Man over the last, what, three or four years when we, they've really had a resurgence. Build quality, you know, the look, it's a stunning looking guitar. Um, but for me, it's you know, it's it's not the kind of guitar I would play. Like I say, it's that very much that high performance. Sure. It's very much going to kind of gel more with what Matty was talking about. You know, people that are, want that what Music Man have traditionally been known for. That you know, the the Petrucci's that kind of that kind of model. If you want that guitar, and as I described earlier, it's, it feels very focused, very kind of tight feeling. Uh, again, you know that word high performance. Um, it's personally not what I'm looking for in a, in a guitar. So I think really, yeah, the the Reverend is probably closer because it has got more of a, a vintage influence to it. I see. Jake Ross? Um, I mean, out of the guitars that are left, I would... Uh, I see, I don't really get it with the, with the East Sider. Um, it's kind of... It, it, there's... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, like, I mean, I played the one that was here. I've played other reverends, and you know, I I don't get it. I don't click with them in the way that, in the way that the rest of you guys seem to. I mean, Mark had that. Um, was it the buckshot that you had? No, I had a. Um, oh, why can't I remember what it was called? It, the three ninety, the the one with the three P ninety pickups in it. Jetstream. Jetstream three ninety. No. Yeah. No, you didn't have a jetstream. Uh. What was the, it? I'm going to have a look now. But we played the Billy Corgan. That was the first one that we were kind of introduced to, wasn't it? Yeah. And again, Sorry, Char- again, Charger 390? Charger. Is that what you had? Yeah, Charger. I, ch- I thought it was uh, the... the. I thought, I'm sure it was a buckshot. No, no, no. Like I had that. the, the uh, 3P90 version. Uh, okay, right. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, again, it's they, I've just never really... I've just, I've just never really clicked with them. Um, I, I don't know what it is. I find it really uh, funny because you know everyone who picks them up is just like, oh, these play great. It, it just obviously just doesn't click with you for some reason. I, yeah, I mean, it, it just seems the whole way through. Like that, that Billy Corgan. When we first got that, you guys were like, oh, this is incredible. And I just like, I thought I was going bananas <laughs> because I just, I didn't see what you saw in it. Um, so it, that's probably not for me. I mean, I really like the story behind the Joe Doe guitars. I think that's really cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, if if I was going to pick any of these ones, it would probably be the Esquire. But I, uh, you know, that's uh, I can see which way the tide is turning on this. So I'm I'm more than happy to kind of let that let that slide. Well, Matt Knight is coming down to you, I guess. Oh, but I want to pick the Music Man. <laughs> okay, there we go then. <laughs> so you're saying Saber. Uh, Jay's saying Esquire and me and Mark are saying Reverend. Yeah, I think that's how it falls. In, in which case, so I guess that means that, unfortunately, the, the, for, for you two, the Reverend goes into the top five. Is that how we'll do it? Well, do democracy to... in action, I think. I is, think it, I is, so. is that democracy enough? That's, that's absolutely democracy in I don't action. Think I'm I'm think ta- I don't think I'm going to change Mark's mind on the... Uh... On the music man. Uh, like I, said, t- mate, I, I am tempted to to you yes, know Jay. to jump ships Come and go it. saber, but I think just deep down um, that Reverend East Cider, it's Reverend's collaboration with Merchant City Music for me, just is 
wonderful and i think it's deserving of a place in the top five obviously the only guitar that we've come across that we've actually had some real you know it's the first one where we've not gone yep this definitely deserves a place so certainly i i can see this being you know fifth but this this guitar didn't even come out this year did it it's this version of it did did, yeah this version of it did so this color yeah and and also this next yeah there's some uh, changes to the neck as well Okay, so it is it so, is technically a twenty twenty model. So there we are. So this is the top five. As I noticed it stands. Joe kind of like scooping away from that as quickly as he can. <laughs> I think it's also interesting to point out, Joe, that um, you know, in in your position, what what I could have done there was because I knew Matty was going to go behind the saber, and the way that you tend to play um, gear of the year is you tend to look uh, to to gain a psychological advantage by being. Uh, playing the political game. And I yeah. think it's important to note that none of us have done that. And I think that's something that you should bear in mind as uh, as the rest of the series progresses. Well, I did. I, I was very tempted to go for the Sabre, knowing that I wasn't really behind the Sabre, because then I'd have got the Sabre into the top five and known that I could have abandoned Matt without either of you wanting to back that product. And then, you know, <laughs> don't go, don't go into your up. strategies, Joe. It ruins it. No, that's you, what I'm just saying. It. I haven't done that. Joe, you've backed. got more responsibility now. You can't you can't call into question the uh, validity of the position of host of Gear of the Absolutely. Year. You've got you've got to play this by the rules. Absolutely. No getting to the final minute and then being like, oh, to be honest, I didn't really like this guitar anyway. It's just Omar's guitar. No, so no. I had to pick it. <laughs> That's a good callback <laughs> no, no, for you. This, this year, I am going to be totally legitimate. And on that note, we're moving into the Electoral College section of this vote where we do it on amount of shares owned in guitar nerds. So. <laughs> fine, fine. <laughs> um, uh, no, so this is our, our top five as it stands is the Harmony Juno, the Fender American Pro 2 Jazzmaster, the Fidelity Light, Stella Rosa, the Epiphone Coronet, and the Reverend East Cider Tea. All good, now, all good uh, stuff. As as ooh, is all the stuff fantastic. that we talked about in the earlier podcast. By the way, it's just yeah, uh, we're just getting down to it now. You know, absolutely a fantastic range of five guitars. Now at, at this mark, at the at the two hour mark of this podcast, uh, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back to you where we are going to whittle this down to two and then crown. The best guitar of 2020. Back in a moment. Welcome back, dear listener. So we've whittled it down to our top five, the Harmony Juno, the Fender American Pro 2 Jazzmaster, the Fidelity Light Stella Rosa, the Epiphone Coronet, and the Reverend East Side of Tea and Foam Shrimp Pink. We've got to boil this down to something else. So normally at this stage, we would start talking about things in, uh, what, what do we call them? Fixes? Freezes? Uh, what do we call them, Mark? Uh, yeah, like yeah, it's, it's fixed, like, isn't it? It's... Ho- it's, uh, stickers, I can't, sticks. I can't remember. Whatever sticks, picks, uh, things. Free, uh, yeah, the, the ones that locks. we absolutely locked locks. in. It's locked there in. we are. Lock. What, what, what do we? That. What do we want to lock in, gentlemen? For the number one spot, yeah. 
Yeah, the Juno, well, no, the Jazzmaster, just, just, the, the Stellar Rosa, the Coronet, and the East Side of T. Which ones? I mean, I think the easy one to start with is the Reverend because that only just made it into the top five anyway. So, yeah, so I think that's I'd fairly, fairly ah, so solid. You think, you're thinking about cutting rather than fixing. Yeah, uh, I think. That's, yeah, absolutely. That's what you want to do. Okay. Okay. So you're saying that the East Side of T doesn't make it into your top two. Um, <laughs> I guess. Did, does I, I anyone. <laughs> I'd agree with Jay. So we're going from a, we're going from fifteen to a top five, then a top two, then a winner. No, 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 no. There's uh, there's <laughs> there's a winner and two runners up. There's got to be that. And gotcha. I I think yeah. yeah, by the logic of the side of T was the last one in the top five. I think it probably doesn't qualify for the the runners up or the winner. Does that make sense okay. to everyone? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we do we're doing we're doing a top one and two runners up, are we? Well, that's what we've yeah, done every three. other year, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot. I made it a top two this year. So well, I, have you I added would do another a... line in the spreadsheet? I just added a line so that I can add the two runners up. Well, yeah, but you've think, got winner um, but, and then top but, two. Joe, I hate to break it to you, but oh, under yeah. top two, you've put three places to write something. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's fine. I've got it. I okay. think we need to go around and pick a, pick, all pick a top three. Yeah. I think that's okay. going to bring out some obvious choices. Okay. Matt Knight, why don't you kick us off? Uh... Yeah, I'm going to go with the harmony. Yes. The and I actually, hmm, I might, yeah, I'm going to put the harmony as my number one. I think. Um, I think that's definitely one Just of my favourite. Just need the top three at this point. Um, American Pro Two uh-huh. and the Coronet. So the Coronet. The Juno. I didn't hear your other one. Sorry. Uh, and um, moving on, uh, Mark Packham next up. <laughs> no, no, I think you should be next, Joe. No, what no, I'm, I'm, about? I think Joe next. Mark. Joe next. I reckon. I reckon. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, only, I'm only joking. I'm only I think you got to pick yes, your uh, top three next, Joe. Okay, so what? So uh, Matt Knight, you're saying the American. You don't need to go over. You don't Jazz need to go over Matt's Cornette picks. You don't need to think about it. Just pick your top three. <laughs> yeah, what are your top three, Joe? My top three are the Harmony Juno, the Fidelity Light. And the actually the third one for me is is kind of interchangeable. I really like all three of these other guitars that are in the list, um, you, you know. And then you start thinking politically, don't it? No, you, know, you don't start thinking no, politically. Just pick the no, top three. You got to bear in mind, Joe. We're all mates here. I don't see why okay. you're trying to make such a big deal out of this. No, okay, fine. Uh, well, th- okay, then fine. Without any politics, and, and as I stated earlier, I'm not an especial fan of the American Pro 2. So this, this you isn't also being... didn't th- You also didn't think the Coronet was worth getting into the top five, though. Exactly, which is why I'm going to pick the East Side of T. So do you see that's totally a non-political choice? <laughs> so basically, go- I, like, we, we can just... The guitar that we've already ruled out. Yeah. So you're well, only picking oh, two, oh, then. So I, uh, well, I... I, I uh, I don't, okay, so if I was gonna, if so, if you were saying that the East Side of T is already out when I'm picking my three, um, no, we're whereas, not saying it's already out. You can put that in your top three. It just well, it, I it just won't have. guarantee just that. Have. Okay, that's fine. So Matt, pick Fair what? Enough. Matt, pick what? The Juno, the Ampro. Two, I'm doing some maths now. Uh, Juno, Ampro Two. What was the for, other one, Matty? For listeners, he's he's just writing some stuff onto a uh, Excel spreadsheet. Matty, what was your yeah, other one? Juno, American Pro Two, and Coronet. Coronet. Joe, you went with what were your ridiculous choices? <laughs> the Juno, the, the Juno, the Light, and the East Sider. Yeah, and the Reverend uh, Jay. Do you want to go next? Uh, yeah, mine. It's the same as Matty. The Juno, the uh, Ampro Two, and the Coronet. 
Okay, two. Uh, I really, I really like the, I, I really like the idea of the fidelity. I think it's, it's uh, a really cool guitar. I really like Matt. I really like all the stuff that he has been doing, and the, the, uh, fidelity light is kind of the guitar that I have been waiting fidelity to do, and that's wicked. Um, but I just think, as, as much as anything, it's you know it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just those three. It's an eight hundred pound of... custom shop. I, I mean, I, I like. I don't know what's not to like. You you say custom shop a lot when we do gear of the year. That's all. That's, that's all I'm going to say about that. I Joe. mean, it, to, okay. to be fair to the lad, uh, there are you know a wide range of options you can choose on it. You know, it is basically hand built in the UK. And yeah, there yeah. Are just, just, just we're, we're putting we're putting a Chinese made three hundred pound Epiphone in the list over being able to get a UK made custom shop for 800 pounds in any oh. degree of relicking like I, I just think that the the the, spe- the fidelity is utterly game-changing in the boutique guitar industry as well because whilst bo- lots of boutique companies have got on this like let's try and make a guitar for around a thousand pounds to get people into the brand i don't think anyone has offered as many options as matt and, and like i said on, on the podcast i actually think like quite genuinely that he's made a mistake I don't think he should have offered this guitar at the price he has. I'm sure he's massively overworked. Well, I know he's massively overworked with the amount of orders coming in for these guitars because they are clearly absolutely incredible. And uh, and all of a sudden you don't have that thing that prevents most people from buying custom shops, which is that most people can't afford them because all of a sudden... You know, they're the same price as a, a Mexican Fender or a Reverend. Well, Joe, I'm going to make this easy for easy for you. I'm going Fender American Pro 2. I'm going Epiphone Coronet. I'm putting these in the spreadsheet now, and I can't spell Coronet. And I'm going for the um, Fidelity uh, Stella Rosa Light. But that basically means that the guitars that have had three votes are the American Pro 2, the Epiphone Coronet, and the Juno. And while I'm sad to see the uh, Fidelity go, because I think it's a great guitar, and I prefer that over the uh, over the Juno, um, people have spoken. There's three votes for the Juno. So that would make the top three, the mm-hmm. American Pro 2, uh, the Juno, and the Epiphone Coronet. That is a that's a sad day for the guitar world, um, but I'm willing to um, I, I'm willing to uh, concede. Many many people don't, but I'm willing to concede and uh, and accept that. I think when there's an election year, we should not do Gear of the Year to stop you making <laughs> terrible terrible jokes all the way through. <laughs> uh, sure. So yes. So yeah, this is a good top three. This is a really strong top three. Um, obviously, Fender have produced a guitar. Who'd have thought? And uh, then <laughs> Harmony have made literally an incredible instrument. Epiphone have reintroduced something that we're so glad to have as part of the. Uh, I, I think the Coronet's just such a wonderful guitar. Something that loads of people are going to buy because it's three hundred and fifty quid, and it's actually cool. Like it's not like when Epiphone do an SG with a dodgy headstock, and the SG is actually twice as thick as an SG and weighs, you know, twice as much as a Les Paul. Like it's not just a. I mean, a crap I, mean I don't know what guitar you're referring to there, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think I, he's I, just I, trying. I, I think that, Joe. Is, I, I think Joe's trying to filibuster 
gear of the year. Yeah. I think that's no, no, what's think, going on here. I get your point. No, I, was trying, saying, I, I, no I was just saying that I, I, I don't know why you guys are arguing the toss here. The, the Epiphone SG is normally a bit weird because it's so it's so thick and it's it's not very nice. Not the, know, not the recent ones, though. They've redone them. Um, have yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, oh, totally. Right. Yeah, the, 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 um, the, the what they call the original series or, or whatever. Um, but I know what you mean. It's not just another Les Paul or just another SG. I just mean for 350 quid, the coronet is a fantastic totally. product. And it, a, a completely gigable guitar for 350 quid. That is a cool vibe and is, yeah, something that we've been waiting to see reissued for a long time. And it's, it's finally back. Yeah, absolutely. Nonetheless, I think it's third place. Yeah, I mean, if you had to put those in order, um, where would you uh, where would you put them? I don't know who I'm speaking to here. I'm just. I, I mean, I think, I, I think I, we're I think we're all speaking to Joe, so we can't. Uh... I um... no no no. What? So you guys can politically do it? <laughs> no no no. I know what my no. top three are. <clears throat> well, why don't you tell us, Jake Cross? My my top three would be the Jazzmaster first, the Coronet second, and then the Juno third. Um, that's I, yeah. I just think that the uh, the I just think the Jazzmaster is is what, fantastic. What makes you what makes you put the Juno in third? Um, I mean, f- I like the look of it, and less than the other two, I guess would be the the easy answer to that. I mean, right. the American Pro Two, I think for. Uh, it's just like a great all-round guitar. Uh, you know, there's a load of things that step it up amongst um, uh, amongst other guitars from that kind of price point, which I just think is great. The Coronet is a guitar that I've been wanting to own for a long time. Um, you know, I've been looking for a vintage one and I've never been able to find one because they're all really expensive. So the fact that the Coronet has come along at a decent price point is fantastic to me. And the Juno, I think, is great. I th- you know, as I said, I like the story about the the harmony guitars. And I think that the uh, – I, I personally would probably still go for a silhouette over a Juno um, right. if I was going to pick one. But I think it looks great. Um, I, I think it would look utterly ridiculous on me as a <laughs> – fairly tall person uh but then again probably no no more ridiculous than the mustang does so you know maybe that's maybe that's a little unfair but yeah for me that's that's the order of my uh of my preference joe branton um i would go for the reverse of jay unsurprisingly (laughs) juno top would have coronet in the middle juno top coronet in the middle and the american pro as a very uninspiring third that's um that's the same that's the same for me, I think. Okay, interesting. I wasn't expecting that at all, Matty. Um, so I would go... What would I go? I would probably go... Well, if, if someone... I'm trying to think. If someone handed me those guitars, what would I choose? I'd probably go... Coronet at the top... How political are you being right now? I'm Mark? not at all, actually. I'm literally thinking if someone just had those three guitars and said, you, "You were saying that if you had to choose between a fifteen hundred pound Fender that was the the top of their sort of line of stuff, uh, like an American built Kalamazoo Harmony with all these incredible features and a nitro finish for under a thousand pounds, and a three hundred and fifty pound Epiphone with a fixed headstock, that you'd choose the Epiphone." Uh, I, what I'm thinking is if someone said to me, like, "Okay, you've got to go and do a gig in your style." playing guitar what would be the best option for that 
the Epiphone would be the best option for that. Single P90, uh-huh. you know, stop tailpiece. Uh, I mean, mm. that's exactly what I need. Um, Nobody's going to be there, so he doesn't have to impress anyone. Exactly, yeah. No <laughs> one's going to be going, oh, he's got he's got an affordable guitar. Um, <laughs> because it's literally, I'm the only one there, and I'm on the door. Uh-huh. And so, yeah. you know, I'm not watching anyway. Yeah. So I'd probably go Coronet Top. Well, would I go American Pro? I'd probably go... American Pro Juno, would I? But I'm more curious about the Juno than I am about the American Pro. And I do, you know, I gave that impassioned speech about it's good to see the Jazz Master back. But is the Juno... uh, I'm going to have to say American Pro and then Juno in third place, I think. Um, I don't know where that leaves us. No, well, I was, uh, d- no, because it's two two American pros in the bottom, two Junos in the bottom, isn't yeah. it? And then, well, I mean, and well, then but- we've got two two Junos up top, but then American Pro, like essentially, the Juno has kind of won first the, place. But I but think, I think, the think Juno we has need to talk won. it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. We do need to talk it out. I think before we we agree well, on that because I mean, it's if- so because it's so not unanimous like it's it's fine if someone would have said second but when we've got two people saying the juno's their least favorite of the top 3 and two people saying it's their their top i i just think we need to talk it out a little bit more before we come to a conclusion um there i mean uh, I, I mean actually doing the maths the coronet has won <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's got. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, true. Of course, because the you... coronets come second three times, three times, and, first and then once. first one. Well, there we go. We've so, done it. But I don't think that works. That's Ep- not. That's coronets one. No, 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 I don't think that's 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 not how it Joe, is. Joe, I thought you said you wanted us to talk it out. <laughs> We've, I was about to give the Juno first place, but I mean, well, if we're looking at in terms of the the maths of the situation, <laughs> yeah, that's that's. Definitely not a, a, a way to to work it out. Yeah, it it works out if you're doing this on a strictly point basis. Uh, it would be nine points to the Coronet, eight points to the Juno, and then seven points to the American Pro. Team. I think we've done it. There we go. Happy days. I don't, I don't think that's it. I do. I think that that's, can't I, be it. I'm totally fine with that because the Coronet has got that by being completely solid and then just having one win. I mean, I'm I'm totally fine with that. I would be totally fine with the Coronet winning on the fact that it's a really, really solid guitar for not a huge amount of money. The other two obviously have their benefits. American Pro is very, very solid. It would be a great go-to guitar for anyone who's interested in getting a, a jazz master. The Juno obviously is coming at it from a different angle and then it's like a bit quirky. Um, you know, again, very, very good value for money. American made, however much they are, what, 800 quid or something. Um, <clears throat> but they're not going to be for everyone. It just feels like, to be honest, that, I, that I makes just, the I most sense I to me. I can't get behind that. I can't get behind that that winning the 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 gear of the year. The Coronet was kind of like a... A real afterthought in in everyone's top five. I just think it's it's it wasn't sort of an made there. Wasn't afterthought it, at all. It, it, I, it, I put it forward straight away. It was we, the first we, guitar that I talked about. It, it was it was the fourth guitar that was mentioned by anyone as like being something to put through onto the onto the top five. One if year anything, we didn't even we we only put the katana in right at the last minute. We nearly put the uh, blues cube in, and the katana true. ended up winning. So I don't think you know. I, I think. That's part of the thing with Gear of the Year is we talk ourselves, we listen to what other people have to say 
Um, we don't just, you know, uh, go into these things with a predetermined. Most of us don't go into these things with a predetermined <laughs> idea of how they no, want the result to be reverse engineered. Neither, we listen neither to our, do listen, I. No, 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 no. I wasn't sorry. Sorry, I, I wasn't saying. I wasn't suggesting you, Joe. <laughs> could have, could have been anyone. Could have been anyone. Um, but uh, you my, know, I th- my thoughts I've, are that the coronets got there by being sort of uh, it, it's it, by being inoffensive. Like I think it's it's sort of like everyone's gone. Yes, it's good. It's good. Like no one's actually excited about the coronet winning. I am. Like, I'm well excited only, about the coronet well, yes, winning. Yes, you were the only one. You were the only one, and that's the. That's the point for everyone else. It wasn't a top product. And and so giving top product to something that's only won one out of four, that doesn't make sense. Like you can choose many different ways to add up the points. I think a How a, can you choose for the Juno to win then? No. I'm I'm not choosing for the Juno to win. I'm I am suggesting that the Coronet might have the most consistent scores. I just I just can't see most consistently no, I, I, winning. I am saying that this is quite loggerheads. I'm I'm like obviously yes, I want the Juno to win. Two two Junos in first place, two Junos in third place is is tricky. And if anything, that's, you know, kind of the same as as us having you know, three coronets that haven't made it to first place. That's that's less. Like, if you want to consider what's first place, then the coronet really hasn't cut it. Um, Jay, why don't you just switch the coronet to your first place? How about that? Well, no, no, because <laughs> you know, I, I if if Joe wants to move into this kind of like election rigging, then that's that's fine. I mean, he's election he's the host. rigging. He's, he's the election host. He's, rig- he's the one. He's the one in charge. He maybe can, he can do what he needs to do. But I just think- maybe before we start a podcast, we should agree if we're doing a point system. Because if it was a point system, <laughs> you know, we'd they, well. This is how know, we get like, to the winner. We've had the reasoned arguments, and then yeah, yeah. Matty, how about what if I could convince you to swap the coronet into first place over the Juno? How no, about that? I, I, I'm. Really solid in Juno in first place. I, I I think it's the best. In fact, I would if I had to swap anything, I would say Juno, Jazzmaster, oh, Coronet. I've made a mistake by opening up the floor to Matty. Um, but yeah, I, I if I, I and I'm just thinking about I'm I'm in the store, money doesn't matter, and I'm going to buy in order, and I played them. I get a real feeling I would I would buy the Juno first, then I would, and then the other two would be <coughs> difficult. Jay, I'm going to swap so those I, round. What does that do to our points total? You could, oh, you're you're now doing the election. Wait, rigging. why are you swapping you're those rounds? Because you're now election rigging. If Matt, Matt just said uh, he'd be more tempted, it, you know, if, oh, if we're at a, a deadlock, he'd be more tempted to move the American Pro Jazzmaster to the middle and Coronet to third place. So I want to know what that uh, does to the points. I mean, this makes it more of a deadlock because American Pro now gets first, Amer- second, second, third. Uh, now. The American Pro is winning, I think. <laughs> three, wait, hang on. Three, three plus one plus two plus two. So that's eight. The Juno has got two plus two plus this one is not- plus... No, sorry, three plus three plus one plus one. So that's also got eight. And then the Coronet, two plus two plus one plus three. We've also got eight, so we're now completely deadlocked. <laughs> they're, all, they're, they're all equally one. I mean... Can I, okay. can I, put, a, we- can I put a crazy suggestion in? That, oh. that there is no definitive winner. 
Because I no, don't we, think we, we, we are not going to. We are just. We are not going to decide unless someone this truly gives in. This is the worst deadlock. But I also. I kind of want. <laughs> the thing is, the, I. I kind of want Matt to like make an argument for the Juno because I do feel like Mark and Jay, you are predisposed to argue against whatever I choose. No, no, not at uh, all. No, not, I, that's, and, that's and Joe, I think listening to the argument, I think. If, uh, this is what I'm saying. I think everyone's got a fair point, and I honestly, I don't think we're going to change other people's opinions until we're blue in the face. I honestly think this is a, it's it's a it's a it's a dead tie. Let's and put, I think I, mean, we're, I think we... we're going to have to come to it in the final and go right. Let's all go away and have a think about it. You know and realistically and i mean joe you've got the harmony so i think actually and the jazz master and the jazz master mm. so i think maybe it's worth getting those out i mean unfortunately you're not going to get them to london but getting the harmony to the other two and it might change the mind by the time totally. we record the next totally. one so i actually wow. think we finish this one on a uh on a dead heat cliffhanger this has never happened wow. before this has never happened before i'm kind Matt of into Knight, it though the, the, the silent assassin the voice of reason um, from, but all the way also, from SE15 or whatever made up postcode you live in. But also, like, you know, we're going to throw in a a whole bunch of other products when we do the final as well. And that might change how we feel about these. Completely, completely. And I think as well, it's tough because we've got a cheap one, a medium priced one and a more expensive one. So we can't even argue on price. Um, You know, I think think it's going to have to be a dead heat and then you guys are going to have to try them a bit more between now and when we do the uh, the ultimate final, how do you, oh, well, you feel about that, Joe? Is that throwing you out of whack? No, no. Well, no, it, it doesn't because actually one of the things that I think I actually mentioned it on our on our our, our text chat earlier in the day or yesterday or whatever. I how it. I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I was like, um, I, I'm kind of gutted that because I dropped a load of stuff off to you guys. Uh, to try out and the harmony turned up just after and i was kind of i had dead set on what my favorite thing was going to be for this year and it was the fidelity light i was like this this is the best guitar um and then the harmony juno turned up and i was just like man this thing's incredible and i have so much stuff here so many things to go through but the harmony juno has stayed out next to an amp with a cable in it and it's been the thing that i've sat down with on my breaks and i've just been like Man, this is a really, really good guitar. So from my perspective, I am very, very confident in if I get this to you guys before we're at the final, I am very confident in the Juno's success. Um, So we're saying that it's a draw and all of these go through to the final. Yeah. 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 So we're saying... The Harmony Juno, the Fender American Pro 2 Jazzmaster and the Epiphone Coronet are going through into the final. This is the least decisive we've ever been. I just uh, don't, I, I can't a, see it. Just looking a at two and a half hour podcast. Looking at the numbers, I can't see anything that could, I don't see anyone who will be persuaded to move in a way that no, will make a difference. I, I think, I honestly, I think we have to cut it here because we aren't, all we're going to do is go around in circles. Yeah, totally. I don't think there's going to be a winner on this one. And totally. I think no, actually, I'm, I think, and I'm looking for. Sorry, go on, Matthew. I was going to say, I think it's a good position to be in. And to be honest, we're going to. I think we've got a bit of a chance to maybe come back at this with some fresh uh, ears after you guys have tried it and uh, and see where we are. 
Totally, yeah. And I, you know, now that maybe that the setup on that fidelity, maybe, maybe I'll choose that instead. Maybe I'll, maybe that'll be a, a late <laughs> it's addition. It's playing like a dream. Yeah, really. Honestly, it plays Is lovely. It? Really nice. Oh, I, maybe I want that up instead of the Juno then. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm oh, kidding, babe. of course. No. But yeah, um, that's, uh, wow, how about that? 2020 about just keeps keeps on keeps on delivering the the last minute uh, cliffhangers. How about that? Bonkers. Yeah, how about that? Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for, for tuning in to this, the first episode of five in the Gear of the Year 2020 series. We're going to be back tomorrow with our next episode now we've recorded these kind of all on a bolt but i think we've agreed the next episode is going to be um uh multi-effects amplifiers and other it was previously called accessories but it's gonna be other this year because it's just so incredibly varied so we'll be talking about that along with um the uh listener's choice uh so tune in tomorrow for more of this guitar nerdery, the Harmony Juno, the Fender American Pro 2 Jazzmaster and the Epiphone Coronet going through into the final episode of this series. Thanks very much. We'll be back tomorrow with more of this guitar nerdery. Farewell. Farewell. Bye. Bye.